More baseball action on Tuesday, and we get to see a new team we haven't yet seen this season. It's the North County Raiders on their home field at Raider Field in Bonterre, Missouri. The Raiders 4-6 and six on the season, 3-2 and two at home, 3-1 and one in conference play. If they beat the Fredericktown Black Cats today, who they host, and the Central Rebels lose, North County will share the MAAA Large School Conference title. With the loss, that means Fredericktown wins, and they would tie with North County in the second spot of the large school standings. Fredericktown 7-6 and 2-3 and and in their last five games. They lost yesterday against Perryville 5-2. They're 2-2 two two in conference play and 1-4 and in games where they're the road team. The Black Hats have not beat North County since 2015. It's broadcast game number 304 on the season. Fredericktown at North County. Next. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by the Riverside Grill in Park Hills, Ledco Community Credit Union in Farmington and Park Hills, the St. Francis County Community Partnership in Farmington, Culver's in Farmington, and Edward Jones agents Josh Brown in Farmington and Allison Kennan in Park Hills. From Bontown, Missouri, North County Raiders, Fredericktown Blackcats from Raider Field. Of your North County Raiders and the 2016 Class 4 District 2 champions. As the Raiders don the jerseys, they debuted when I was a junior and a member of the team. The blue jerseys on white pants and interlocked NC on the heart of the jersey with the numbers on the lower right portion of the front of the jersey and on the back and all the lettering on the front and back is white trimmed in gold with the old Raiderhead logo above the numbers on the back and the blue Hats with the Raider head on front. Again, the white pants and blue socks. The starting lineups for Fredericktown, they're in their black jerseys. Wording on the front, black cats in cursive, black trimmed in gold on the black jerseys. Numbers on the front and back. Well, on the front, rather, gold trimmed in gray. On the back, it's black trimmed in gold. Fredericktown starts things with their shortstop, Garrett Marler. Following him up, the left fielder, Xander Stevens, batting third. The Ryan Souden, he is the pitcher. Ethan Marler is the center fielder, batting cleanup. His protection, batting fifth, the catcher, Easton Wood. First baseman, bats sixth Kobe Wood and right fielder McCoy Clark bat seventh the second baseman Mason Proffer and third baseman Blake Terry Brakefield round out the Fredericktown lineup Joby Sykes is their head coach they're seven and six on the season Sykes in his fourth year and again for Fredericktown it's Marler Stevens Souden Marler Wood Wood Clark Proffer Terry Brakefield they go up against the pitcher the righty Tyler Pipkin with the fastball curveball and changeup. as the first pitch is on the outside part of the plate called a ball and the counts want to know. The first pitch, courtesy of Boyden Associates, turning complicated matters into simple concepts. John Boyd with Boyden Associates has been bringing accounting integrity, character client focus, and dedication to our local community for 20 years. And the 1-0 hits Marler. And that will be a leadoff base runner for Fredericktown. And Glenn Berry brings you the fielding alignment for right. the Raiders. We'll look at the uh, North County defensive alignment out in uh, left field. Zane Huff. Center field is Grant Mullins and Cooper Kekak is in right. Trenton Krebs will be at third. Job Smith will be at uh, shortstop. Jack Moore is the second baseman. Brian Brewster is the first baseman. Zach Metter is behind home plate. And Tyler Pipkin, who just hit a uh, batter with his uh, second pitch of the game, is on the mound. And the first pitch to Xander Stevens. He's out in front of it for a strike as he swung through the off-speed pitch. Head coach Joby Sanks given the signs in the third-base coaching box. The black jerseys go with the black pants and black socks. They're everybody wearing high socks today as the bunts put down the first baseline. That one's going to get the lip of the dirt, of the uh, grass rather, down the baseline and hook foul. It would have been a good bunt put down by Stevens on the counts 0-2. These socks, though, do have a double gray stripe emblazoned in gold. 
That little bunt there, uh, actually a pretty high pitch for him to bunt, but he laid it down pretty well, got it down on the ground. It just had a little bit too much spin on it, and it rolled foul. Jared Pettis, Glenberry, Eli Yunt with you, and this one's grounded past Job Smith and into left field, and that'll be a single for Xander Stevens, the first hit of the game for Fredericktown, and there is two on and nobody out on that single. The starting lineups today, courtesy of Shelter Insurance, proud to be a part of high school sports, your local shelter insurance agents, Dave and Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance at 517 East Main and Park Hills, insuring the parkland since 1955. Your local shelter insurance agents, we're your shield, we're your shelter, and that brings up the pitcher, Ryan Souden, who could help his own cause with two runners on and nobody out, and he's going to show bunt and push it foul. Well, Xander Stevens showed that first one and uh, laid down a bunt that went foul, and I'm Pretty sure he's happy it went foul because that next pitch he really hit right uh, really, really hard between the shortstop and third baseman. Fredericktown's got an early threat going on here. It's Ethan Mar- or Garrett Marler rather at first, uh, second base. Sanders Stevens at first. Ethan Marler on deck, the 0-1. No bunt shown. Off speed just misses outside. One ball, one strike. Tyler Pipkin this season came into the game and he's pitched 13 and a third innings, allowed six runs on 11 hits, an ERA of 1.05. And Souten shows bunt again, puts it right back to the pitcher. Pipkin over to first, second baseman covering. And they get the out on a sack bunt by Ryan Souten, and the runners are both now in scoring position with one away. And I think because he has that ERA of around one, that uh, that's why Fredericktown is playing small ball. They've got a couple of guys on. Now they've got runners at second and third. A base hit is a couple of runs, and those are runs that are hard to get against a guy like uh, Tyler Pipkin. Ethan Marler stands in with two on, batting 432 this year. 16 hits, and he'll take a first pitch right down the middle for a strike. It was a fastball. 10 RBI for Marler. That is second on the team, tied with Garrett Marler. Xander Stevens leads the team with 14 RBI. The 0-1. Off speed in the dirt and a good block by Zach Metter, the catcher. And the count's even at one ball, one strike. And, Glenn, you look at this starting lineup, and Easton Wood is on deck, and that's the first five hitters all batting above 400 for this Fredericktown team. The 1-1. This one's driven to right field. This will get down and score a one, maybe two. It's going to hop to the wall in front of Cooper Kikek, the right fielder. Rounding third and coming in to score is Stevens, holding up at second base with a two-RBI double. Ethan Marler, RBIs 11 and 12 for him. And it's 2-0 Fredericktown early on with one out in the top of the first. And he did exactly what he needed to do with that pitch. He didn't try to pull it. He didn't try to kill it. He took it the opposite field, and he plugged that gap. There was nothing that uh, Cooper Keekak could do to get to that ball. He just had to get to it as quickly as possible, get it back in. And Fredericktown has an early 2-0 lead. Now to bring up Easton Wood. As Pipkin works from the stretch. And delivers. Fastball outside part of the plate, called a strike to the catcher, Wood, who also bats 413, 19 hits, three extra base hits, nine RBI, and number 10 waiting for him out there at second if he can bring him in. Pipkin comes set. The 0-1, off speed, just misses high. One ball, one strike. Umpiring crew today behind the plate calling balls and strikes, Steve Black and Ted Holtberg is in the field. That's our crew in a 1-1 count with one out and a runner at first base. 2-0 Fredericktown. The 1-1. Right down the middle, lifted in the air towards the center fielder. Mullins to his left, settles underneath it, makes the catch, and there's two away. I think he was trying to take that ball straight up the middle again. He felt like that that ball was a good pitch to handle, but I think he just got under it just a hair, and that uh, caused it to be a fly ball instead of a line drive. 
And that'll bring up the lefty first baseman, Kobe Wood. As he stands in, where's jersey number 20 for the Fredericktown Black Cats? First pitch to Wood, off speed, just misses outside. That is Kobe Wood. It counts 1 0. Ryan Souden getting the start today for Fredericktown. We'll get into his stats next inning as that one is laced foul into the tennis courts here in Bonterre at North County High School. And the count's one and one. Pretty close to where the B-Mobile is parked. Yes. And uh, thank God it's a little bit uh, too high (laughs) to hit that one. The one-one. On the ground, right back to Pipkin. He'll snag it, jog his way to first base, and underhand toss it to the first baseman, Brian Brewster, and that'll do it for the top of the first inning. But Fredericktown gets two runs on two hits, no errors, and one runner left on. It's 2-0 Black Cats. Raiders do up when we come back on the Parkland Sports Leader KFMO. Today's tax laws are complicated. A relatively simple return can be confusing. It is easy to overlook deductions to which you are entitled. Hi, I'm John Boyd with Boyd & Associates in Farmington. Accounting is what we do best. We are professional, experienced, affordable, and offer a broad range of services for business owners, executives, and independent professionals. We turn complicated matters into simple concepts. Find us online at boyd-cpa.com. Boyd & Associates, we are proud supporters of high school sports. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted, your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of local high school sports on KFMO. Call financial advisors John Brown or Madison Brown in Farmington at 573-756-9002 for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member FDIC. High school baseball on KFMO is brought to you by American Family Insurance Agent Harry Peterson in Farmington, Bryant Restoration in Bonterre, Mineral Area Overhead Door in Park Hills, and CarSmart of Farmington. To the bottom of the first inning, Fredericktown leads 2-0. They scored them both in the first inning, or in the top of the inning, rather. And we head to the bottom of the first, and let's get the shelter insurance starting lineups for the North County Raiders. Batting first and leading things off, the right fielder, it's Cooper Kikek. He's followed up by the shortstop, Job Smith. Batting third, the third baseman, Trenton Kreps. And in left, the cleanup hitter, Zane Huff. Pitcher batting fifth, Tyler Pipkin. The designated hitter is Tim Exton. He bats in the sixth spot. The second baseman, Jack Moore, is seventh. Eighth, Brian Brewster, the first baseman. And center fielder Grant Mullins rounds out the order and for North County their head coach is Jake Donzi. They're four and six on the season and again it reads Kikek, Smith, Kreps, Huff, Pipkin, Exton, Moore, Brewster, Mullins and they go against the lefty Ryan Souden who throws a fastball, curveball and changeup and Cooper Kikek is in and momentarily will get that fielding alignment after this pitch. Fouled off and now Glenn Berry will give you the fielding alignment for the Fredericktown Black Cats. Okay, left to right from the outfield. Xander Stevens is in left. Ethan Marler in center. McCoy Clark is in right. Terry Brakefield at third. Garrett Marler at short. Mason Proffer is at second. Uh, Kobe Wood is at first. Easton Wood behind the plate as the ball goes in the dirt. And uh, Ryan Souden on the mound. Last time we saw Ryan Souden pitch, he pitched a very good game. Came out and uh, handled the, uh, the duties that day and also got a couple of hits to help his cause. 
It's a 1-1 count to Cooper Kikak, who bats 3.55 on the season, and he bounces this one off the plate. Going to be a tough play. Charging Marler. Fires to first. Not in time. Kikak beats it out. And that's a leadoff single for the Raiders. And that just the 16th hit allowed by Ryan Souden this season. And I think, uh, depending on which side of the um, the infield you're going to find, and uh, Joby Sykes wants to ask the second base umpire about that. Call it first. He thinks that uh, they got him at first, but second base umpire is going to say no. He beat it out. But I think depending on which side of the uh, the stadium you're sitting, on whether or not you uh, like that call, I guess. The fielding umpire, Ted Holtberg, he's the one that made the call, and that meeting a quick one. Joby Sykes back to the dugout. Ryan Souden has pitched the most of any pitcher for Fredericktown. In fact, he's about an inning more than Xander, or uh, 10 innings more almost than Xander Stevens, who has 16 innings pitched. Ryan Souden at 25 and a third. Six games pitched, five started, 486 pitches thrown in the game, a 3 and 2 record, 24 walks allowed. 45 strikeouts, and get this, Glenn, his ERA is .83. Wow. And he's ahead 1-0 here to Job Smith. And that's why those first two runs in that first inning were so important because you get a guy like Souden on the mound, he may shut you down all day long. A couple of runs may be all you need. We got two pitchers today that don't allow a lot of hits. Souden, a whip of 1.54, don't allow a lot of base runners as this one's fouled off and out of play 0-2. Job Smith just sends it over his own dugout on the first base line. His opponent, though, in Tyler Pipkin, a whip of 1.88. So they're averaging less than two base runners against per inning. Well, I guess you could call it walks plus hits, allowing less than two walks and hits an inning. Right, yeah. The 0-2... Fouled off, we'll do it again, out of play. Smith stays alive. You can call it, don't allow that ba- those base runners, but the whip doesn't include the hits batters. And we saw one of those in the first when Garrett Marler was struck by a ball by Tyler Pipkin. An 0-2 count once more. Souden, the lefty, comes set. Getting a big lead over there at first. Kikak and the throwback. Not in time as Kikak is there safely. Out and set again. The 0-2. Right back up the middle. Could be two. It's going to get past the dive of Garrett Marler over the second base bag, and it'll be another single for the Raiders. Back-to-back hits, and that'll bring up Trenton Kreps with runners on and nobody out. Yeah, that's a little bit of a C&I single there. You had the second baseman and the shortstop. Shortstop probably closest to that one. He goes over to try to get to it, and, you know, if he could have got another step or two in there, he might have had a chance for a double play, but that ball just snuck its way through the infield. Now North County with runners at first and second. That'll bring up the batter, Trenton Kreps. He's the third baseman. He'll swing at the first pitch, ground it right back to Souden, the pitcher. He'll go to second for one over to first, not in time. And so they do get a fielder's choice out of it, but runners will be at the corners. And a good jump by Cooper Kikak to not allow Souden to throw it to third and get the lead runner. Yeah, and it was a great job by the pitcher as well. Not only did he get off the mound, he looked over at third, realized he had no opportunity there. So he turned to get the double play at second, and he made a nice throw back to second. But a little bit uh, too much speed for Trenton Kreps to uh, beat that one out, and uh, that gives North County runners on the corners now with one out. Job Smith, the runner that was out on the force, a lefty-lefty matchup as Zane Huff stands in, and the first pitch misses for a ball. Zane Huff leading the team in the average category on base percentage, 
on base plus slugging and slugging percentage. The 1-0, uh, taking that one as Huff, and it's in there for a strike. His average of 464, on base of 595, OPS 1.273, and slugging 679. He also leads the team in singles with 9, hits with 13, and doubles with 3. As the 1-1 is swung on and missed, the runner stole second in Kreps, but the throw went down to third to try and get Kikak sleeping, but he's back safely, and so a stolen base and a 1-2 count with one out and runners now in scoring position. That's a big run. Both of those runners are big runs right now early in this game, but uh, getting that runner down to second base, a base hit may tie it up. The one-two, this one's popped up behind us, and foul will do it again. And another category that you want to say Zane Huff leads in, but all, there's three players that have done this and lead. It's the home runs. He's got one of those. And with that, he's got seven RBI. Prime position for some RBI here for Mr. Zane Huff as he stands back into the left-handed batter's box. A one-two count. Ryan Souden. Shakes off a couple of signs and tells his catcher, let's go through those again. Now he comes set. The 1-2. Off speed behind Zane Huff, who leans out of the way. Two balls, two strikes. That was a curveball that just slipped out of the hand of Ryan Souten. Yeah, we saw that earlier this year, I think, a couple of times. Uh, he would throw a pitch that just couldn't quite get the control, but uh, every once in a while he breaks one of those off. The 2-2 hit the other way, and a good slap hit by Huff. And that'll score one, rounding second Kreps. It'll be hold up. Held up late as the throw, a good one from left field, Xander Stevens came in, a strike to the catcher, and it's an RBI single and a 2-1 game for Zane Huff. And now I thought at first they were going to send the runner, but as he rounded third, coach looked at him and said, huh, huh, hold up there, and he pulled up just in time because Xander Stevens threw a strike. I'm not talking about a strike that bounced. He threw it dead from left field and right to the catcher. He might have had himself a runner at home plate had they sent him. And that will bring up Tyler Pipkin. The righty and the pitcher for North County today. He'll knuckle this one to the first baseman, but foul. As he took it off the hands. North County's jersey also feature a white stripe around the base of the sleeve. That is emblazoned in gold. And Pipkin back to the box and an 0-1 count. Souden from the stretch comes set. The pitch at the knees. Call the strike. Runner goes. The throw down. It's cut off. The throw back to the plate. But the speed from Trenton Kreps on the double steal. And he's at home on the throw down. That was pulled off to perfection. In fact, you could almost hear some of the Fredericktown guys hollering, don't throw it down, don't throw it down. And uh, catcher jumped up Easton Wood and threw it down. It was cut off early by Mason Proffer, but he still couldn't get the runner coming home. And we have ourselves a tie ball game. I understand that play, and you see it a whole lot more in high school than you do at the major league level, where the pitcher or the catcher throws it all the way down. It's cut off, though, by the second baseman in front of the bag about 10 feet, and he fires it back home. Why not just throw it right to the pitcher? Like you're throwing it down, but throw it to the pitcher. I've seen him do that before. An 0-2 count. This one inside nearly got a piece of Pipkin, and it gets to the backstop on a pass ball as Zane Huff moves up. I've seen that before, and I've seen it where the pitcher is on the mound and the runner is going to second. Catcher jumps up and throws it really hard, and the pitcher cuts it off, and he's like, oh, you weren't throwing it to me. Sorry. <laughs> I guess you could just be worried about the uh, pitcher getting injured in that situation. A 1-2 count, the pitch. 
This one line to right field, but well foul, and we'll do it again. I'm trying to think. I don't know if it was Clemens or somebody somebody pretty good in his career had that happen in a very tight game. Runner trying to steal second base, and they tried to throw him out, and, and the runner would have been dead to rights at second, but he just stood up and caught it and then looked at the catcher like, what are you throwing it so hard for? And uh, then he realized, oh, you're trying to throw the guy out at second. I see. The 1-2 on the ground right back to south, and the runner going to come home. They got him dead to rights. He's not even going to slide. Wow. Zane Huff, a good jump on that one, but the ball, it was bouncing to the pitcher, Souden, but just hit a little bit too sharp for Huff to score. And you'll rule that one 1-2 on the putout, 2 away. Yeah, I think that was a let's go on contact, and he, I think he might have thought it was hit a little bit uh, harder. Maybe it would get past the pitcher, but once uh, Ryan Souden grabbed it, there was not much they could do at third. In fact, I think had he turned around and tried to go back to third, they kind of probably could have nailed him there as well. So he was kind of in no man's land, and he is out number two. And so Tim Exton will hit with two outs, and he'll take one high just at the shoulders for a ball. Courtesy runner over there at first. We'll get a license plate for you momentarily. On a 1-0 count, Souden set the pitch. Swing and a miss. The fastball right by Exton, 1-1. One one. I believe it's John Ruck over there at first base running. 1-1. One one. This one's popped up to the right field side. It'll take the right fielder in and the second baseman back, and he can't get it, and that's a fair ball. As he touched it, one run, not going to score. He's held up at third. No one had it. Now the throw comes in, and that'll allow the runner Exton to get to second as the runner at first base now at third base. I beg your pardon. Now you got Joby Sykes asking questions of home plate umpire Steve Black on whether or not that was foul or fair. But I think from our vantage point, what it looked like is that second baseman, baseman Mason Proffer went over to try to catch it. He was still in foul territory when he reached up and the ball ticked off of his glove. And, of course, if he touches it in fair territory, that's a fair ball. And uh, Joby Sykes is saying, I don't think so. But uh, home plate umpire Steve Black says, yeah, I do think so. So now runners at second and third, another opportunity for North County if they can get ahead here. That's a two-out single as Jack Moore will stand in with two outs. He'll swing and miss at the fastball high and away. Oh, and one. And I kind of wonder on this uh, last play as the runner at first base was, you know, waiting to see what happens. The runner at third base kind of went there and just stayed. The 0-1 swung at and missed, 0-2, and, and his dugout, his entire dugout were waving him home, but the head coach... And Jake Donzi wasn't making a signal, so he was just standing there. I think he might have thought it was a foul ball, the 0-2. At the knees, called strike three, and that'll do it. We'll continue that conversation when we come back. We've played one full inning, and the Raiders lead. Uh, actually, we're tied. Two ball, uh, two and two, as Fredericktown scored two in their half. North County scored two in the bottom half. So we head to the second inning, a new ball game, and we'll play a six-inning game now from here. 2-2 after one on KFMO. Hi folks, this is Randy Holsey of Flooring Systems. High school sports teaches many lessons that last a lifetime, and that's why we are proud to be a part of high school athletics in the parkland. Stop by or call 573-760-1461. We're Flooring Systems of Farmington, a name you can stand on. Replanning a funeral is very personal. Whether it's special music or a favorite poem, each person has their own wishes. 
At Cozine Memorial Chapel, we're here to help you express those wishes. Proud to be a part of high school sports, Cozine Memorial Chapel and Crematorium, 217 West Columbia in Farmington. LeCarry Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like... Dale Mosher Auto Body. Consider it done, consider it done right. When you need repair, there's no need to despair. Dale Mosher does it all for you. If you need the best, then put us to the test. Dale Mosher Auto Body. Consider it done, consider it done right. And Unlimited Auto Body in Potosi, where experience counts. Remember, you have the right to choose who does your repairs, so count on Unlimited Auto Body for full body repair or full body paint and custom graphics. Unlimited Auto Body, located at 109 Missouri Street in Potosi. LeCarrie Auto Body Supply is proud to support your hometown repair shops. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Belgrade State Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, and Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Farmington. 8-9, do it for Fredericktown. McCoy Clark, Mason Proffer, Blake Terry Brakefield on the first pitch of the inning. Off speed, nearly got Clark, but he wisely lays off of that one. One ball, no strikes, as it was nearly into the left-handed batter's box. Well, Fredericktown's head coach, Joby Sykes, told me in the pregame show as this 1-0 pitch is delivered. High for a ball, 2-0. Sykes said he wanted his hitters to be aggressive at the plate, and in that first inning they were. The first batter, two pitches, the next one, three, the next one, three, the next one, three, the next one, three, the next one, three. And the 2-0 in there for a strike as McCoy-Clark took one high. So if your batters are that aggressive in scoring two runs in the first, I think you're happy with that. You just got to get more runs here as you allowed to, and the 2-1 at the knees called a strike. As that was pitch number four and the longest at-bat that Pipkin has had to face, we'll see pitch number five with the 2-2 count. Off speed, grounder to the second baseman on the hop. Jack Moore, he can't make the play. That'll be an error. I don't know if that ball had a little knuckle to it or if it had a little backspin or what, but it looked like a Sunday hop out to Jack Moore at second base, and he came in, tried to field it with one glove, and boom, it was down on the ground, and the runner at first... So a uh, important error maybe to get things started for Fredericktown. They had their first runner on in the first on a hit-by-pitch. He came around to score. McCoy Clark is on, and Mason Proffer will stand in, batting 235 this season. He'll show bunt, put it down the third base line, and that'll roll foul. As the bench screaming at the third baseman creps to grab it, that one rolled foul because of the lip on the fair side of the grass, then was heading towards the lip on the foul side, and that's when they were yelling at him to grab it as he was just jogging back to go get it. It's an 0-1 count to proffer. I think even players that have played the game for a while don't think about that when a ball goes foul and then it comes back fair. Uh, it, it's just kind of odd. They don't think about it, and sometimes it happens to them. The 0-1, Bunt shown pulled back. Fake throw, and the ball gets away, and now the runner going to scoot to second base. The throw down, the tag! It's applied! They got him! McCoy Clark gunned down at second base after a fake throw to first by Zach Metter. He dropped the ball. It rolled down the third base line. He went to get it, 
and a late jump by Clark, and he was dead to rights over there at second base, one out. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I mean, that was just odd. He came up to throw the ball down to second base, and or down to first base, and when he did, he faked the throw and lost the ball. The pitch was called a ball. The 1-1 one, one on the outside part of the plate called a strike, one and two. And then the ball laid on the ground. He said he couldn't find it, so the runner said, I'm going to second. He finds it, throws it down there, and nails him. The one too high for a ball, two and two. Just like they drew it up in pregame. Yes. That's one of those plays where you'll talk to the coach, and he'll tell you it was drawn up, jokingly, the 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Strikeout number one for Tyler Pipkin, and there's two outs. Strikeout count courtesy of Complete Vision Care, the ideal choice for your routine exams, uh, eye exams, including uh, eye care and suitable eye health since 1966 with locations in Lennington and Festus. And Blake Terry Brakefield stands in. He'll take the first pitch high for a ball. More selective hitting in the second inning. Five pitches to each of the first two batters. And the 1-0. Fouled off, and that got a piece of Steve Black behind home plate. One ball, one strike. I think that got everybody. I think that got the catcher, it got the umpire, and it ticked off the bat of the uh, hitter as well. So uh, I think everybody took a turn on that one. 1-1 count from the windup. Pipkin delivers. Pitch inside. And Terry Brakefield had a lean out of the way of that one. Two balls, one strike. The 2-1. Swing and a miss, and the count evens at 2-2. Two and two. Also in the pregame, Jake Donzi said his, his pitcher in Pipkin doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. The 2-2, two, two, and their strikeout two in a row. And we'll head to the third inning, or the bottom of the second, rather, and continue that right after this. It's 2-2. Two, two. We've played an inning and a half, and we are tied. It'll be North County's 8-9-1 hitters due up on KFMO. At Ledco Community Credit Union, the mobile app makes it easier than ever to handle all of your daily banking needs. Designed to be intuitive and simple to use, the app offers you access to a wide range of popular features, including account balance and transfer, transfers between Ledco accounts, schedule, manage and pay bills, as well as mobile deposit capture. See their website for download instructions. The staff at Ledco Community Credit Union can make your life easier and more convenient, and they're proud to sponsor high school sports online. You can hear award-winning high school sports broadcasts on your computer or your iPad, or you can download the KFMO radio app and have high school sports on any mobile device. Brought to you by KFMO and our partners at Ledco Community Credit Union. Visit us online at ledco.org or visit both of our branches, one in Park Hills, one in Farmington. Ledco Community Credit Union. The St. Francis County Community Partnership is a proud supporter of local high school sports and they remind you to stay alcohol and drug free for your best possible performance. The St. Francis County Community Partnership, adding value, bringing hope, online at sfccp.org. Curtis Glass Center of Park Hill, serving the Parkland area since 1978 for your auto, home, or business, is the only local glass shop that offers in-house calibrations on foreign and domestic windshields. Curtis Glass Center is your choice for windshield replacement or repair, custom flat or tempered glass or home window repair, and the best customer service. Don't trust your glass to anyone else. Curtis Glass Center, 601 Main Street in Park Hills, or call 573-431-5616. 
High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Cozine Memorial Chapel in Farmington. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus. Chris Offenberg, GM Superstore in Farmington. First State Community Banks. Will at Home Furnishings in Bonterre and Farmington. And Shelter Insurance Agent J.J. Vickers in Bonterre. A 1-0 count and the pitch to Brewster and he lines it on a hop to Garrett Marler. Backs up, plays it, fires the first one away. Garrett Marler had to back up on that one a little bit, and sometimes you don't want to back up on a ball, but there was really kind of an in-between thing. He couldn't make, uh, he couldn't charge that or it might eat him up, and he did a great job of playing it and picking it and throwing it to first very well and uh, getting the runner by a large margin. I'm going to bring up the lefty Grant Mullins, and that one's always a tough play to read. He'll show bunt but pull it back, and that one misses outside. That's one where... It's tough to read because it's right at you, eyesight level, until it dies. And when it's eyesight level, you want to come in, but once you come in, it starts to die. And this one is a little drag bunt that's going to go into center field as the second baseman was coming towards first base to cover. The bunt went over the mound and to the second base side where he would have been had he not been fooled by the drag bunt. It's almost like he looked at that bunt and said, i got to get out of here. That ball was coming right at him, and he was headed to first base to cover, thinking that... uh, Maybe the first baseman would come in and field the bunt, but instead that was perfectly placed over the pitcher's head and almost went to center field before being knocked down and the runner at first base for North County. And that will send us back to the top of the order for Cooper Kike. So it feels like it's going to be a weird game today. <laughs> yes, from what we've seen. And here's a little slap hit the other way. That will stay fair, and that will move up Grant Mullins to second base as the left fielder Stevens comes into foul territory and comes and gets it. And there's another single for Cooper Kikak. He's two for two today. And that was a good play by uh, the left fielder, Xander Stevens, as well. As he got over there in a hurry and the ball was tailing away from him, he grabbed it as it was starting to go foul and uh, picked it up and got it back in quickly. He didn't stop and think about it. He actually got over there and knocked it down and got it back in quickly. Otherwise, that might have got past him, might have uh, resulted in a run. Job Smith in, nobody out, uh, one out rather, and two on. They're at first and second. First pitch off speed outside. A curveball just misses 1-0. Smith has one of those home runs this season for North County of the three they have. Six RBI and 394 from the plate. He singled back in the first, but was out at second on a fielder's choice. The walls here, we'll get into that conversation momentarily as the 1-0 is coming from Souden inside 2-0. Glenn, when I was with North County, and this was five years ago, well, I guess you could say almost six years ago now. The walls were 320 to the corners and 360 to center. They have not done anything differently to the wall except put a blue draping over that fence, and it's 310 and 350. It must be a thick draping, I guess. The 2-0 in there for a strike, 2-1. and It kind of makes you wonder. I mean, did they go out there and measure it the first time and kind of, you know, ballpark it? Uh, looks like about 320 out there. <laughs> they, they brought a 300-foot uh, tape measure. Here's a pickoff move back to second. Diving back safely is Mullins. They 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 got there, and they're like, that looks about 20 feet. <laughs> so it's 310 down both corners, 350 to dead center. The left center field power alley at 330, the right center field at 325. Souden comes set, the 2-1. Swing and a miss, a heavy hack from Smith. And the count's even at two balls, two strikes. Another thing they've added to this ballpark is, uh, I think it was last week, they added Adam Howard's jersey to center field. Howard, of course, a former Raider who passed away recently. 
And uh, they had a ceremony, and his dad, Steve, came out and threw out the first pitch. The 2-2 popped up foul. Got the netting, so it stays in play, but we'll do it again. Steve was a heck of a drummer, too. I uh, played in a band with Steve. He could play drums really, really well, and a lot of that family was very talented. I mean, they did uh, music. They did, uh, you know, baseball, basketball, everything. And uh, Adam followed in those footsteps as well, and uh, just sorry to see uh, that tragedy happen last year. 2-2 count, the pitch, off speed, outside, ball three, as Job Smith lays off. I guess they retired his number as well. I believe so. It looks like it. The 3-2 fouled off, and that got a piece of either the catcher or the umpire. We'll do that 3-2 pitch again. Well, Triton Krebs does wear jersey number six this season. Six is the number hanging on the wall in honor of Adam Howard. Well, you know, it's a little different in uh, high school. It's yeah. kind of hard to retire some numbers because you only have so many to work with, uh, you know, in a given season. So it may be a thing that uh, might take effect next year, or it just might be a thing that they said, okay, we're just going to put his jersey out there and leave it out there, and uh, we'll go on with the number. Payoff pitch coming here, three and two with two on and one out. The runner at second is going. The ball is popped foul and into the netting again. We'll do it once more. And a good battle by Job Smith. It's not like the Yankees who've retired like every number they have. Yeah, you got players on the field now wearing 1A, 1B. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a that's a thing that you hear some Yankee broadcasters uh, talk about from time to time is, wow, well, there's no numbers left. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. So you see a lot more 60s and 70s in the Yankees. The 3-2 popped up on the infield. Will it stay in play? Hooking towards the Raider dugout, and it gets out of play. And we'll do that 3-2 pitch one more time. I got nine pitches so far that's been thrown in this at bat, and Job Smith is just uh, hanging in there tough. We saw that uh, Cardinal game last night started out with a uh, the number two guy, I think went 14 or 15 pitches before finally Montgomery struck him out. But unfortunately, that was about the only good news of the night last night. We'll see another payoff pitch. I actually forgot the Cardinals were playing that late yesterday. I think they did too. Yeah, least, I think so. At least the offense did for a while. The 3-2 inside. He walked him. Bases loaded and a good at-bat by Joe Smith as he sees 10 pitches and works a walk. You know, I was looking on Twitter earlier today. uh, One of the Pittsburgh Pirate, uh, I guess, outlets, one of their media outlets was talking about, you know, who do the Pirates need to improve their team at the trade deadline? And they took pirate jerseys and put them on different players. One of the players they put it on. I saw that. Yeah. If I ever see that again, I'm burning my eyes. I'm like, okay, you won 16 games in April. Uh, Calm it down just a bit. (laughs) Two and two is the score. One and oh is the count as Trenton Krebs with the bases loaded takes one inside. It'll be interesting as the corners are in, the infield at, or the middle infielders at double play depth. This one's sent to the right center field. That one's going to get to the wall. The center fielder going to it. He can't get it on the hop. It gets to the wall. One run comes in. Rounding second, third and scoring is Cooper Kikak. Joe Smith with the throw to the plate and a double that scores three. As moving up on the throw is Krebs. And now the ball gets away. No one paying attention. Diving. Safe. Oh, what a play. Trenton Krebs. Heads up. Base. 
as it got away from him, picked up the ball, just kind of stood there with it. Kremps saw it from third, and he scored and collides with the catcher Wood, who's now down to his knees, and the coach, Joby Sykes, there to check on him. It'll be, if you want to call it an inside-the-park grand slam, I'm going to call it a double, and he moves up, then scores on an error. Yeah, and I'm looking at uh, Wood at uh, home plate right now. I don't know if they collided with hit heads or what happened, but uh, he looks like he's okay. He looks like he just really got something knocked out of him. At uh, home plate umpires over there talking to him. So, of course, a couple of other uh, players as well, and Joby Sykes over there as well, and he's up walking around. I don't know if they just collided, maybe a shoulder or the head or something like that, but uh, it uh, was a, a big collision there, and what a play by North County. Picking up six runs. Well, who would have thunk it? As Dizzy Dean used to say, uh, six runs off of uh, Ryan Souton here in this ballgame already. Some fans hollering at each other. Umpire says, nope, we are not going to be doing that. As Easton Wood is back to his feet behind the plate. A 6-2 game here at Raider Field. Fans still hollering and... Athletic Director J.B. Palmer going to say a couple things. Two runs in the first for the Raiders, four here in the second, and there's only one out in the inning, and it'll be Zane Huff coming up to bat as Easton Wood says he's good to go. And Just an odd situation. The ball got away from him. Nobody communicating as he and Ryan Souden were not covering the plate. Then as soon as Tritton Krebs made the break home, the third baseman shouted, Souden went to cover the plate and Easton Wood had the ball and just dove home. Yeah, I'm looking over here for the uh, Raiders. Trenton Kreps is actually back here out of the dugout, and he's over here just kind of resting just a bit, talking to some family members. Here's one. Hit a ton to right field. Going back to right fielder Clark. He looks up. That one's going to hop to the wall. Rounding first and getting into second. Stand-up double. It's Zane Huff. Back-to-back doubles for the North County Raiders, and Tyler Pipkin will come up with the runner at second base and one out. That thing looked like when it left the bat, like it was gone. It just kind of died out there in right field, but uh, still hit off the wall and down to second base is Zane Huff. And right now, Ryan Souden is having a little bit of an issue we haven't seen him have all year long, and that is not being able to get some folks out when he needs to. We'll check the out-of-town scoreboard. They're through two, Rebels and Farmington at Wilson-Rosier. Nothing, nothing as they head to the third inning. We're in the bottom of the second here. North County's put up four on Ryan Ryan Souden in this inning. Six total. Off-speed pitch drops into the bucket to Pipkin. He's behind 0-1-1. His courtesy runner back in the first, that was Kyle Strawn. One out in the inning. The runner at second is Zane Huff. Everybody except for Brian Brewster has scored as Pipkin gets into one to center field. Marler to his right. Now back to his left. Makes the catch. The runner won't tag, and a shot back to third base on a hop, and there's two outs. One thing you know about Fredericktown's outfield, they've got some arms out there. We saw Xander Stevens throw a strike from left field on a play earlier all the way home plate, and on that throw there in center field, Ethan Marler gets a good one over to third base as well, and that keeps the runner at second. And so, coming up, Tim Exton. And a 6-2 Raider lead. Exton single in the first. As Souden comes set and deals. Fastball right down the middle called a strike. Isn't this the way baseball is? 
you got two of the best pitchers in the league going up against each other. You're expecting a pitcher's duel. We've had six runs scored so far, maybe another one out there on the base paths. And it's not just the high school level. You see that at the major leagues almost every night, at least in one of the games. There's a hopper right back to Southern. Off the mound he comes, gets it, and fires it to first. And that'll do it for the second inning. But North County does score four runs on four hits, one error, but they do push four runs across. Six to two, North County leads on KFMO. Hey guys, Cody Newkirk here, Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington, Missouri. One great website, www.thinkcarsmart.com. That's www.thinkcarsmart.com. Almost 100 vehicles in stock offering makes and models and financing for almost everyone. Shop 24-7 at www.thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next vehicle. So when you're in the market for a car, think smart. Think Car Smart. We're buying a car isn't rocket science. Are you building a new home? If so, you need to know the importance of making it energy efficient. The only time to insulate your home to the highest standard is while it's being built. This is Lance Seacrest, and at Ozarks Modern Insulation, our goal is to make your energy costs as low as we possibly can. Request a free quote online anytime at ozarkinsulation.com. You love your truck, and Plaza Tire Service is here to help you make it even better. We've got wheels, leveling kits, and of course, the area's largest selection of light truck tires. With ATs and mud tires up to 35s and bigger, Plaza Tire Service has you covered. The pros at Plaza Tire Service can help you select a great combination that will work with your truck. Plus, with our Plaza Tire Service card or no credit needed financing, your upgrades can be easy on your budget. So take your truck from stock to spectacular with Plaza Tire Service. We care and take care of you when it comes to your insurance needs. I'm Chris Morrison, your local State Farm agent in Farmington. Our agency will take the time to sit down with you and develop an insurance plan best suited for you and your family. Learn more online at chrismorrisonagency.com. We're proud to be a part of high school sports. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the Parkland, Ozark Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington, Boyd & Associates in Farmington, and the Kimber Monroe Law Office in Farmington. Third inning, one, two, three for Fredericktown. Garrett Marler, who was hit in the first. Xander Stevens, who singled in the first. They, they both scored. And Ryan Sound, who laid down a sack bunt. Tyler Pipkin from the windup. The first pitch of the inning. At the knees on the outside part of the plate, called strike number one. And the 0-1. High for a ball, one and one. Now, if you've got Pipkin, if you're Pipkin out here pitching right now, you've got to uh, think to yourself, okay, I need to come out here and kind of go right after him and see if I can't set him down quickly, get our offense back out there. That's what you want to see if you're the uh, team that just scored four runs. The 1-1 is fouled off and out of play, so it's 1-2, and two, and Pipkin struck out the last two hitters, the 1-2. Outside in the dirt for a ball. You'd think on a cool day like this today, too, it's kind of hard to keep that arm completely loose, but uh, you would think at uh, his age he's probably got a pretty loose arm coming into this one. The 2-2, low and away again, 3-2, and two, and it was something that head coach Jake Donzi had said. He, he likes that his infield is able to work with Pipkin on the hill. He, he likes that he throws ground balls. The 3-2, this one's popped up, or at least throws to contact, and we'll redo the 3-2 count. But he struck out the last two. He said he might come out and strike out two. He usually doesn't strike out more than that. Pipkins pitched in four games, and he has a total of ten strikeouts coming in 
This is his fifth game pitched and second starting. He's got two strikeouts as the 3-2 line to right field. The right fielder on his horse, Cooper Kikak, can't get to it. That'll hop to the wall, and around first is Garrett Marler. He'll head to second and round second. The throw come in, the relay to third. A good, strong throw from the second baseman, but Jack Moore's throw not in time, and a leadoff triple for Garrett Marler. Well, I tell you what, Garrett Marler turned off the uh, turned on the afterburners when he hit that ball. As soon as he hit it, he took off. He didn't stand and admire it. He was around first base by the time that ball hit the ground, and he was thinking three all the way. And he got in there despite a really good throw from Cooper Kekak. But uh, Fredericktown has their leadoff guy on, and he's down at third base. It is Xander Stevens leading the team in RBI and hits. And the pitch. High and inside, he leans out of the way of it, a 1-0. Garrett Marler reached on a hit-by-pitch in the first and scored. Stevens scored as well on a, after a single. It's the top of the order, given picking some fits so far in this one. That one misses high and inside again, 2-0. He's had a little control problem since he came back out after that long wait, watching his team score four runs. So he needs to kind of get on top of the ball a little bit, see if he can't get it down. The 2-0. At the knees, called a strike. The throw down nearly went into left field as leaping was Trenton Krebs. Then trying to fake Garrett Marler over there and run back away from him, but Krebs made the catch. Two and one is the count. From the set, Pipkin works. The two one just misses outside. Three and one. Pipkin's got the fastball, curveball, and changeup. I don't know if we've seen the changeup that often today, Glenn. It's just been fastball and curveball mainly. That's what it feels like. The 3-1. There's a changeup, and that one's fouled into the dugout for Fredericktown. Full count. You were talking about that uh, jump in the air and try to pretend it got over your head, see if you can get the runner to run off third base. Best uh, fake I've ever seen was a third baseman, uh, George Brett, who played with the Kansas City Royals years ago, Hall of Famer. Ground ball to him. It was a routine ground ball with a runner on third base. He fielded it. He turned like he was throwing it to first, but he held on to it, and then the runner got too far off the bag, and he tagged him out. Full count, fouled off, we'll do it again. It probably only works once, maybe twice. Ever? No, yeah. I wouldn't say ever. I'd say maybe a couple <laughs> years. people start looking for it. You know, that third base runner starts to stay closer to the bag after that. 3-2. On the ground. Good play by the third baseman. He'll fake a throw, then throw it to first, and throw it away. He had the player at home. All he had to do was run at him, and instead Krebs tries to force the throw over to first and throws it to the fence. And I think that's the whole thing. Had he ran at the uh, hitter, as they're going to call uh, the umpires together to talk about this, where the uh, play ended. It's either going to be interference over at first base to move him up to second, or North County might have put the tag on him as he rounded the bag. Instead of turning back towards the fence, he turned the opposite direction. I think Joby Sanks is arguing interference. I don't know if they're going to get the call. That'll be E5 on the play. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is the runner still at first base? Steve Black's going back behind home plate. I think maybe Joby might have been asking for interference on that play, but he didn't get it as the runner stays at first. But here's the whole thing. Krebs had that ball, did a great job of snagging that ball at third base, and that caught the runner off the third base back. So he literally looked at the runner a couple of times, and I think what he was thinking is the runner was going to go back to the back, but he really just needed to run toward the runner because the runner could not get back to the back before Krebs could tag him if that was the case. So uh, instead of doing that, he tried to throw it over to first quickly, 
and that runner tried to score, and instead of getting it out at first, he's got a runner at first on the E of the air throwing the ball away. First pitch to Sowden, off speed out of the zone for a ball. Glenn, Garrett Marler over at third base, he was halfway off the bag. Yeah. And Kreps, I guess, trying to get an out when and, uh, he had him dead to rights. All he had to do was run him towards home and then throw it to the catcher. This one on the ground to the first baseman. He'll snag it, step on first, throw it down to second. That one's going to hop off of Xander Stevens and get into the outfield. And Stevens will be safe on the ground out, three unassisted by Sowden. Yeah, because you don't care about that runner at first base. I mean, if he's on first base, that's that's fine. Let him be on first base. What you'd rather have is to pick off that runner who's coming out of third base after a leadoff triple. That kind of kills that rally just a bit and gives you an opportunity maybe to do something else. And, in fact, uh, you know, you still got a runner at first base instead of one out. Now you've got um, no outs. Now after that play, you've got one out with a runner at second. Ethan Marler stands in. He'll watch the first pitch get the outside part of the plate for a strike. Marler, the righty, behind 0-1-1. That's a tough play for Krebs because the speed that Xander Stevens had, I don't even know if they get him out at first if he throws it straight and gets him, you know, and and doesn't throw it away as the 0-1 is in there for a strike. Stevens was hauling down the line. I think you you at least settle for the rundown between Garrett Marler. If you don't get him, at least he's back to third, possibly, the 0-2. This one's poked to right field, coming in, Cooper Kikak. Now will step to his left, make the catch, and there's two outs, and Stevens won't tag up from second. Another good throw coming in from the outfield, this time again from North County, and uh, Cooper Kikak out there making a nice throw to third base and uh, holding that runner at second. That could have been a very important bag if Xander Stevens could have got over there because then... You're looking at the possibility of a wild pitch, a pass ball, anything that might get you a run home. Now it's probably going to take a single. And so Easton Wood comes up with two outs, trailing by three. And the curveball just misses high. We're in the third inning. Jared Pettis, Glenberry, Eli Yunt on a Tuesday afternoon. The 1-0 from Pipkin. This one. Sent to center field over the head of the leaping Job Smith and gets down. The throw coming to the plate. Xander Stevens rounds third. The throw, the tag, not applied. And it'll be an RBI single from Easton Wood. And who move up to second on the throw in. And a good play by Xander Stevens to get beyond the swipe tag by Zach Meter. And I, uh, think, Meter rather. and I think the other thing is, is the Meter was a little bit too far up the line. He was actually not at the home plate. He was not waiting for the ball at the plate. He kind of moved it a little bit in front of it. He caught the ball and a great slide by Xander Stevens going to the outside and kind of, you know, trying to drag his left hand across the plate. Meter, once he caught it, caught it in plenty of time to tag him, but Stevens was too far away. Courtesy runner at second for the Fredericktown Black Cats. As this one's grounded to the second baseman, there to play it is Moore. He'll get it over to first, and Brian Brewster with the reach, and that'll do it here in the away half, the Fredericktown half of the third inning. They do get two runs across, though, on an error by North County and two hits in the inning. We head to the bottom of the third inning. North County leading Fredericktown 6-4 to four on KFMO.
the Bullpen Sports Grill in Lettington is the area's favorite hangout for sports and fun for the entire family or even your office. Enjoy a menu full of delicious food, cornhole and pool, video games, and of course any sports game you can imagine on one of the big screens. Visit the Bullpen Sports Grill on Facebook and at 1500 East Main Street in Lettington. The kitchen now opens seven days a week and until 1 a.m. There's only one way to play in the bullpen, and that's at the Bullpen Sports Grill. You won't be disappointed. Hi, folks. John Robinson here. Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's finally springtime, and boy, we're excited. We've got lots of inventory, big rebates, 2023 Grand Cherokee L's, rebates up to $5,500, plus big Pettis discounts. The truck you're looking for, we've got them. Half tons, three quarters, and one tons. Custom, lifted, leather, you name it. Diesels, gas, no matter what it is, we've got them with discounts and rebates. So come see us. Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, proudly serving the Parkland's eye care needs since 1966. We would like to thank you for voting Complete Vision Care as the best eye doctor of the Parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of high school sports on KFMO. Call me, financial advisor Allison Douglas Kennan at 573-431-2220 for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats. Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy, fresh frozen custard and your favorite mix-ins. We handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. From caramel to your favorite candies like Butterfinger. Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, Sam Sism Ford Lincoln in Park Hills, Missouri Baptist University in Farmington, and Weems Insurance Agency in Farmington. To the bottom of the third inning, 6-4 North County leading things off. It's Jack Moore, and he's even in the count. One ball, one strike. He struck out looking back in the first, and on the out-of-town scoreboard check, courtesy of Mineral Area Overhead Doors, Central after three... Leads Farmington 4 nothing. As the 1-1 misses high, 2-1. This is what we expected, wasn't it? A 6-5 game after two innings? Yeah, I I, I suppose. <laughs> no, with these two pitchers, that I, I, I kind of knew prepping for this game that it was going to be Soudan on the hill. Wasn't sure for North County. Then seeing the stats, and I was like, this is going to be a really good low-scoring 2-1, 1-0, 3-0 kind of game. 6-4 with six runs and two innings for North County in their third inning of hitting as the 2-2 is swung at and missed, and there's strikeout number two for the pitcher, Ryan Souten. And, no, I did not expect North County nothing against their offense. I didn't expect him to get six runs off of Ryan Souten just because of how good Souten is. Yeah, he's got an 0.83 ERA coming into this game, and then you look at uh, the other side with uh, Pipkin. He's got an ERA just above one, so both these pitchers look like it was going to be shutout city, both of them pitching a – a great game, and here we are, like I said, 6-4 right now as we are in the bottom half of the third inning. And Brian Brewster stands in. He's behind 0-1-1 after the curveball found the zone and the pitch from Souden. Fastball down the middle, strike two. And Glenn, it's all, oftentimes that curveball that starts the at-bat will have the hitter in knots the rest of the A-B. And the 0-2. Off speed again, out in front of it, Brewster. And that's strike number three. 
Brewster runs down the first, but the catch was made. So there's strikeout number three now for Ryan Souden. Two in a row. Strikeout count courtesy of Complete Vision Care, offering quality eye care, premium eyewear, and a customized visual solution for every patient. Locations in Lettington and Festus. When you look at uh, Ryan Souden, the uh, pitcher, you, you give a guy like this a second chance to come out here after trailing as much as 6-2, to two, and you give him an opportunity to come out here and get him back into the ball game. Very good possibility that he's going to shut him down from this point on. You see that a lot in uh, really good pitchers. The first pitch off speed backs Mullins off the plate. He's ahead in the count 1-0. And the pitch from Souden shows bunt. Mullins missed it. 1-1. One one. Trying for that sli- that uh, drag bunt, if you will, again, over the second uh, pitcher's head into right field almost. Hey, he couldn't have put that thing anywhere better on the field. I mean... Everybody vacated that area, and he just kind of popped it over the pitcher's head. The 1-1 curveball. Mullins lays off, and it gets the base of the strike zone, 1-2. and two. And that's scary uh, if you're North County, that Ryan Souden has found that curveball, and he's finding it uh, quite often right now. The 1-2 uh, in the air to the center fielder. He'll patrol into the right center field gap, settle underneath it. Ethan Marler has it. And he puts it away. We've played three full innings, 6-4 to four the score, and now Ryan Souden finds his pitch. And that's dangerous for North County as Souden can shut things down quickly. We've played three full, 6-4 to four North County from Raider Field in Montero, 20 and 1240 KFMO. McCary Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like American Metal and Mineral Point, offering full collision and classic restoration over 100 years of combined experience. American Metal also gives glass replacement and chip repair, paintless dent removal, and a lifetime warranty on their work. Voted best body shop in the parkland in 2018, American Metal and Collision is located on Business Park Drive in Mineral Point. And if you're looking for name recognition, look no further than Brad Wooten with Brad Wooten Auto Body. Located in the beautiful Arcadia Valley, Brad Wooten has a 10,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility with factory trained technicians and loaner cars on site. It's Brad Wooten Auto Body located at 401 North Main Street in Ironton. LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown repair shops. You know Mineral Area Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978, but we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit MineralAreaDoor.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at MineralAreaDoor.com. Serving you since 1978. First pitch of the fourth inning, outside and low to a uh, McCoy-Clark. It's a ball, 1-0. As that bottom of the third, the first inning that North County did not score in. The 1-0. Low and outside again, 2-0. You take a look at the scoring output for North County this season. A win to Poplar Bluff to open things, 5-4. The 2-0 pitch, that one's high and outside a bit, 3-0. Then they scored nine in a loss to Jackson, two in a loss to DeSoto, 11 in a win over St. Genevieve, then a six runs in a loss to Hillsboro. That was at Mac, the 3-0, right down the middle, a get-me-over strike. Then an 11-run win over Potosi, and in their last 
four games, they've combined for just 11 runs, as this one's on a hop over the leap of the pitcher Pipkin, the second baseman there on the first. And a good play by Jack Moore to come in on that one, and they get the out. Well, that time uh, Jack Moore did a good job uh, getting to that ball. A little bit of a Sunday hop again for him. Took a little too much time, I thought, but he got it over there just in time to get the uh, runner McCoy Clark, and that brings up Mason Proffer, the second baseman. His first time up, he struck out. First pitch to him. Off-speed curveball finds the zone. Proffer behind 0-1. And those four games that I mentioned for North County, I beg your pardon, they... And their three losses of the four games, they scored 10 runs combined as the 0-1 misses high, 1-1. Back-to-back losses to Cape Central and Central, 10-4, 10-0. And I think somebody just got tossed. Somebody here is going to be removed from the game. The the, uh, home plate umpire just went over to look for uh, Jimmy Palmer. Because apparently uh, somebody, I think, right here behind the home plate is talking a little too much, and the umpire wants him gone. So in those games, it was a 10-4 loss to Cape Central, 10-0 loss to Central, 6-1 win over Farmington, then an 11-6 loss to West County. On the other end, for Fredericktown, in their last five games, a 10-2 loss to St. Pius, 5-4 win to Fredericktown, they scored nine runs against St. Genevieve, but lost 19-9. Beat Kingston 7-2, then lost to Perryville 5-2. So a couple of uh, tough breaks for Fredericktown as they're trying to turn things around, but as is North County, having lost 3-4. of four, But, I mean, really, those games don't mean anything as the 1-1 is swung at and missed, 1-2. and two. And, I mean, I guess you could say, yeah, they... They do matter because it, it deals with conference seating. The 1-2, poke to right field. Cooper Keekett coming in. He'll settle underneath it and make the play. But Glenn, I mean, none, nothing really record-wise in the, in the regular season means anything except for seating for the conference and district tournament. And the conference tournament really is just a plaque or a banner if you look at it. Yeah, it really is. And, and we've kind of seen that not only in high school baseball over the years, the, the ideas changing. People like to win conference titles. They like to put up the banners and whatever, but... When it all comes down to it, you'd rather win a district title as a uh, kind of a swinging bunt there by Blake Terry Brakefield as he ran up to it, tried to uh, lay it down and missed it, and that'll be strike one, I believe. They haven't put it on the scoreboard yet, but that looked like he was uh, well engaged in that bunt. Even Major League Baseball doesn't truly go that hard at best records and things like they used to. The 0-1 swung out and missed. And with the playoffs... That the system that they have now, and now that they expanded it a little bit, and the 0-2 popped up on the infield, coming back to us. Glenn, I got it, I got it. Just kidding, it's over my head, and we'll redo the 0-2 count. I was going to say, you better got it, because I don't see it anywhere. <laughs> I had eyes on it. But regular season record meant more when it was top two out of each league for Major League Baseball, in my opinion. The 0-2. Now, obviously, I wasn't alive when it was like that. And I, I am, in my opinion of the favor of expanding the playoffs for MLB, uh, of the opinion of, you know, getting more more teams in, more revenue, and the 1-2 popped up again to the netting, and we'll do that one again. I'll show you how old I am. I was alive when uh, Major League Baseball had the National League and the American League. That was it. Uh, there was nobody else. You know, and then uh, I was also alive there when the uh, National League East and West came about, and then the Central later on. 1-2 to the backstop, two balls, two strikes. 
And I know you agree with me on this already. I'm going to bring it up on the air. But uh, you and I have actually talked about this as well, is that when you look at the new XFL. Yes. Uh, I, I wanted to bring this up yesterday, and I forgot. It's just totally ridiculous that, uh, you know, the Battle Hawks were, first of all, more than a third of the actual <laughs> yes. attendance of the league, and they're not in the playoffs because they were in the wrong division. 2-2. Two, two. Misses low, full count, and the payoff pitch. Popped up, foul once more. Another good at bat by Blake Terry Brakefield to keep the A.B. alive. And with eight teams, I don't know how you don't go with top four. Yeah. Because you're playing everybody anyway. It's not like you're only playing one team in your division. The 3-2 fouled off again. We'll see a tenth pitch of this at bat. Because if you didn't play everybody, your season would be really, really short. And then you turn around and uh, wind up losing a game or losing a uh, playoff shot because you happen to be in the same division with two teams that were at least as good as you and one that was uh, the cream of the crop. The 3-2 again popped up on the infield. Job Smith settles underneath it, calls for it, makes the catch as his team was already halfway to the dugout. And that'll do it for the top of the fourth inning. Fredericktown scores nothing. They're sat down in order. We head to the bottom of the fourth inning. Cooper Started back in 1982, Dalton Home Improvement has grown to be one of the most competitive siding companies in Missouri. Owned by Hank Kinsey, his crews are highly qualified installers, experienced in new construction and rehab. Dalton Home Improvement, 431-2373, proud to be a part of high school sports. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted, your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. Here's breaking news. The Great American Liquidation Event happening now at Sam Sism Ford. For nine days only, they're slashing prices and pushing inventory out the door. Payments as low as $1.99 a month. Zero dollars down available. Their loss is your gain. All inventory must go. With the economy starting to slow, banks are desperate for new loans. Don't wait because of previous credit problems. Come trade today and start rebuilding your credit now. They can help. The goal is one 100% credit approval. All applications will be accepted. First-time buyers, zero credit, past repossession, fresh bankruptcy, no problem. As low as $0 down and $1.99 a month payments. The Great American Liquidation Event, nine days only. Visit Sam Sism Ford today for a deal that won't be beat. Check out SismFord.com or call 431-3177 for directions today. Finance offers require bank approval. Negative equity may be refinanced. See dealer for details. 2-0 count to Cooper Kikak, who leads things off for North County. The last time Fredericktown didn't score in an inning, the Raiders scored four. And it was these hitters that got it done. Cooper Kikak, Job Smith, and Trenton Krebs. Kikak, two for two today, and he's ahead in the count 3-0. and He scored a couple of runs in this game as well, so he's doing what a leadoff hitter should do, get on and set the table. And he walks on four pitches. And that'll bring up Job Smith. The dangerous hitter in the two spot for the Raiders wears jersey number 11. And he's going to college, Southwestern Baptist University, for football. Adam Bolivar 
Haven't been to Bolivar in a long, long time. First pitch to Job Smith outside, and that's five straight balls outside of the strike zone. Thrown by Ryan Souden, still from the hill. In his last inning uh, pitching, Ryan Souden was breaking off curveballs like Adam Wade right there for a while, but right now he's kind of lost his uh, rhythm. The 1-0, a curveball, that one is not close, and the throw down to second, way away from the bag on the second base side, and a stolen bag by Cooper Kikak. That was kind of an odd thing. Fredericktown not covering second as the ball was being thrown out there by the catcher, but at the same time, I think it was a little bit of a delayed steal, I think, and that kind of caught him off guard. It's a 2-0 count, the pitch, high, 3-0, and and nobody working down the left field line in the bullpen for Fredericktown. 3-0 count as Souden only had 59 pitches at the end of the inning, and Cooper Kikak out there adjusting the second base bag. I think it came loose. He's trying to drive it back into the ground just a bit. And look who it is, the Pipkinator over there, Zach Pipkin. A 3-0 pitch to Job Smith. High for ball four. Back-to-back walks, and that'll bring up Trenton Kreps, who had that big four-RBI double back in the second. Three RBIs on the hit. The fourth RBI was him scoring. As the play got away, or pulled the catcher up the line, rather. And then he scored as the catcher was just standing. Showing Bunton pulling it back as Kreps, and it's a strike, as I believe he was just doing that to uh, give Souten a spot to throw as he pulled it back after uh, eight straight pitches were out of the zone. And the 0-1 to Kreps. Ooh, fouled it off, 0-2. Well, Souten's the kind of guy that after throwing eight straight pitches out of the strike zone can suddenly find it and start throwing strikes like crazy. So North County here with runners at first and second you would think that they would try to maybe advance the runners, at least maybe get them into scoring position because uh, you may not get a whole lot of runs off this guy, uh, even from this point on, even after he's lost his uh, control for a bit. Souden set the 0-2 to Kreps. He'll foul it back, and thank goodness for the fence, Glenn. That one probably would have gone right between us. That was hit too hard. I couldn't make a play on it. Yeah, I leaned backwards on that one. I saw it coming. I was like, wait, wait a minute. Okay, there's a fence there. But, uh, yeah, that was a uh, hard-hit ball back to the backstop. But uh, he was just just barely missed that one. It's a little bit more of a center on the bat. That might have gone somewhere. Out of town scoreboard check. Bismarck beats Arcadia Valley on the baseball side in four innings. Final score, 15-0. The, two, or the 0-2 grounded up. Could be two and a play by the shortstop. He can't get to it. He botched it. And that will allow the runner to be safe at second and Krebs to reach. Well, that was not what Fredericktown was looking for. They thought they had themselves a double play. Garrett Marta came over, fielded it. And after he uh, fielded it, I think he rushed his chance to get to the bag. He was going to take it himself, step on the bag and throw it, and I think he just rushed things a little bit. And because of that, he left the ball behind, and now runners on all the bags, bases loaded, nobody out, and Zane Huff up. Zane Huff doubled in the second. Souden from the windup, the pitch. Off speed, nearly got a piece of Huff. One ball, no strikes. Glenn, I'll defer to you. Are you going to go error on the shortstop there? Okay. I think so because it was fieldable, and he could have at least got one out of that. Uh, You can't, you know, they always say you can't assume the double play, but. You could have assumed one out. You could have assumed that one out, and even if he had just fielded it cleanly through it to first. The 1-0 gets the outside part of the plate with the fastball, 1-1. Also on the out-of-town scoreboard, 
The Rebels leading Farmington after 4-8-0. Rebels on their way to a clean sweep of the MAAA Conference Large School Division and the 1-1 curveball misses high. That pitch was close to being a strike and close to being a hanger as well. I mean, it was up there. If it was down a little bit, the way it broke across the plate, Zane Huff might have had something really to tee off on. The 2-1, fastball high, swinging through at Huff, and the count even at two balls, two strikes. Still with nobody out. That's a pitch a little bit high. Maybe you could put that thing into play, but uh, that's kind of the ones that look so fat when they're coming across the plate, you almost have to uh, pull the bat back. The 2-2 at the knees called strike three, and that's strikeout number four for Souden, and the bases do remain loaded for Tyler Pipkin, who's 0-2 today. Well, that's a big strikeout right there. you got Tyler Pipkin up at the plate. So far today, uh, Pipkin has uh, grounded into a fielder's choice, 1-2, and then he flew out to center field. The fly ball would help him out right here as well, but you know he wants to really get a good bat on the ball here and maybe drive it up the gap. From the windup again, Souden taking his time and a slow windup the pitch. Curveball hooks in there for a strike to Pipkin. There's only one out. If Pipkin doesn't get on here but gets out and the bases remain loaded and Souden works from the windup, do you think think about stealing Cooper Kikak or stealing home? If you're Cooper Kikak, the 0-1 on the ground of the third baseman, past him, that'll score Cooper Kikak. You won't have to worry about it. Joe Smith on his horse rounds third. The throw to third as sliding there safely is... Trenton Kreps, and scoring was Jump Smith as the Raiders that have scored have called time. Oh, we got an injury over there. It's Kreps over at third base. He slid in hard to third base back. The uh, third baseman dropped the ball when it got there. In fact, it was a hard ball for him to field, so he all he could do was knock it down. And I think what happened in that situation is that Kreps might have got a little bit of a spike in there as well. He's kind of wiggling his right leg. He's still standing on both legs, and he's going to stay in the ball game. But a base hit that just ate up the third baseman, uh, Blake Terry Brakefield. He couldn't get to it. It just ate him up. It was in the left field for a base hit. Two runs scored, and that play at third was pretty doggone close, but another uh, throw in the dirt that he couldn't handle. Showing bunt and pulling it back and getting hit is Tim Exton, and that will load the bases again with one out after the two-RBI single from Tyler Pipkin. And his runner and Kyle Strawn will move up to second. Well, as they say, keep the line moving. That's what the Raiders have done here today. We did not expect them to have, at this point in the ball game eight runs on the board, but uh, they're, they're doing it right now, and they're hitting effectively. They're doing a lot of things right and Ryan Souden is trying to figure out what happened to his uh, stuff here early in the game. That'll bring up Jack Moore with the bases loaded. He's over two with two strikeouts. And he'll chase that one in the dirt for a strike. Yeah, it's a thing about baseball more than any other sport. I think you can see it sometimes in basketball, sometimes in football. But most often in baseball, a pitcher who you think, oh, this guy's lights out, and he comes out and he just doesn't have his stuff that day. Ooh, and that's a balk, and that's a late call as the fake steal at third base by Trenton Kreps, and all the runners will move up. And I think Joby Sykes is coming out and going, hey, hang on just a second. Who talked you into that? Because what happened was he started the windup, and then he stepped off, and uh, the home plate umpire stopped for a second. Somebody in the crowd yelled, balk, and then he threw his hands up and said, yep, that's a balk. And Joby Sykes is like, are you serious? He thinks that all he did was step off the uh, rubber, 
but the uh, pitcher started the windup and then I think didn't take his foot off the uh, rubber. Joey Sykes hollering at the home plate umpire Steve Black. I think he's just saying that, hey, that's not your call. That's the field umpire's call. But honestly, if any umpire on the field sees it, it's their call. Yeah, That's the play that everyone's looking at. Every umpire on the field is watching that. Any umpire can call it. And I think you've got to look at it. It just looked abnormal. It wasn't, you know, he just started to wind up and then he stopped. The 0-1 in the dirt, one ball, one strike. As Jack Moore now, instead of the bases loaded, first base is open. And Brian Brewster is on deck. There's one out in the inning. And North County leads 9-4 to as Souden back to the rubber. The 1-1. Swing and a miss. Blew the fastball past Moore, and it's 1-2. and Moore back in. Souden with the 1-2. The pitch. Called strike three at the knees. Jack Moore down on strikes for the third time. And that brings up Brian Bruce to the first baseman with two outs. Well, Jack Moore has not had the best day at the plate today. He has struck out three times, two times watching and one time swinging. And uh, at a couple of those uh, times at bat, he's just looked very puzzled. Right now, as the shadows have crept over home plate, you would think Ryan Sodden would be a little harder to hit. But right now, he's having a hard time hitting the plate. First pitch to Brewster, off speed in the dirt, 0-1. And... It is always tough when the home plate is shaded. The shade all the way out to where the pitcher's foot would land. The 1-0 fouled off. 1-1. If you watch real close from home plate, you can see the hand when it comes up from Ryan Souden on the left side. It's in the sunlight, and as he starts to release it, it actually turns into the shadow just a bit. But right now, the fact that he's having a hard time hitting home plate... That's a big deal right now for him as well. The 1-1. Off speed. Just missed. I don't know where that one missed, Glenn. 2-1. Must have been outside because it was anything. But, it, you know, it, was high. it wasn't high. It wasn't low. But it must have been just off the outside corner. A 2-1 count to Brewster, the pitch. High for a ball. 3-1. You're looking at the bottom of the lineup here. Brian Brewster, he's an 0 for 2 today. Grant Mullins is 1 for 2, and one of those uh, times up was a single, and that was a run that he wound up scoring in that second inning. A 3-1 count, the pitch high for a ball, and the bases are loaded again. And the ninth hitter in the inning will come to bat. It'll be Grant Mullins with the bases loaded. Grant got got a single his first time up, wound up scoring in the uh, second inning. He's also flied out to center field, so he's made contact with the ball a couple of times here. And you would think, being the number nine hitter with the top of the lineup coming up next, you're going to be picky here. I'm not sure if you go after the first pitch or if you make him throw you a strike, especially since he's had control issues in this inning. Mullins swings at the first pitch at the knees, fouls it off. As we check the out-of-town scoreboard and softball, the Potosi Trojans lead Steelville 7-0. That's in the fourth inning. On the baseball side for Potosi, they trail St. Genevieve after five innings, 2-1. to one. And the 0-1 coming here. Off speed. Finds the strike zone. A curveball fooled Grant Mullins. He's behind 
That's always the uh, the argument. Do you go after the first pitch knowing he's having control problems because he's trying to get it over, or do you make him throw a strike? Well, they went after the first pitch, and now the batter calls timeout as he felt like Souden was taking a little bit too long. I mean, it, it, it just depends. I mean, if you think you're going to get something like a fastball after a couple of walks, you might, might as well go for it. 0-2 on the ground of the first baseman. He'll knock it down, but it gets past him, and that'll score a run. And now coming around second or third and scoring is Exton, and he scores. A two-run error by the first baseman, Kobe Wood, and standing at first, Grant Mullins, and the Raiders have batted around as Cooper Kikek comes to bat, and we might see a pitching change. Well, that ball was hit like on a little bit of an odd hop towards first base, and what uh, Kobe Wood didn't do well is he didn't get in front of it to knock it down. He tried to side swipe it, and the ball just took a little bit of a hop, got over his glove, and that's why you try to get in front of a ball like that. And as soon as it got past him, he knew it, and uh, two runs will score on that one, and the Raiders have put 11 on the board here. And we do see a new pitcher. We'll take a break, come back with the final numbers for Ryan Souten in this one. A tough day for him on the hill. And the Raiders lead 11-4 on KFMO. You work hard to make sure your family has everything they need. Life insurance from American Family Life Insurance Company can help financially protect your loved ones by replacing a portion of your income if you were to pass away. That means your family will have the help they need to maintain their quality of life and pursue their dreams. Get the peace of mind you deserve by protecting what matters most. American Family Insurance. See Bill Betts on East Main Street in Park Hills or call 573-431-4893. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. You want financial freedom as an adult. And as a parent, you'll want your kids to understand exactly where that begins. You can start by opening their very own student checking account at First State Community Bank. Once your son or daughter turns 12, they're eligible for a student checking account with no minimum balance requirements. A student checking account will be easy to understand for them and a wonderful teaching tool for you. First State Community Bank. Success starts here. Visit FSCB.com. Member FDIC. Get to Willett Home Furnishings in Bonterre for the guaranteed lowest price on Ashley Furniture. Stop in and let us show you our huge showroom of beautiful Ashley Furniture and home accents for every room in your home. Choose from Ashley living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, or dens. You name the room and we'll show you an enormous selection with our lowest price guarantee. If you find a lower price, we'll match it or beat it guaranteed. Ask us about interest-free financing and free delivery. Ashley Furniture in style and in reach at Willett Home Furnishings, Berry Road, Bonterre. Whether you're in pursuit of a transferable degree or need training to jumpstart a great career, your future starts at Mineral Area College. Max tuition is affordable, substantially less than a university, and we're close to home with locations in Park Hills, Fredericktown, Potosi, and Perryville. Interested in online classes? We offer those, too. We've been creating student success stories since 1922. There's no better time to start yours. Apply online at mineralarea.edu. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Gilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. New pitcher, it's Ethan Marler. Ryan Sout in the third base, Blake Terry Brakefield in the outfield, and Xander Stevens moves over to center. And batting Cooper Kikek with the bases loaded. Final line score for Ryan Souden. 
And the book is not yet closed on him. The bases are not loaded, but the runners at the corners, rather. Kikak swinging first pitch. That'll get past the first baseman, and that'll be an RBI single. Coming into second and holding there as the throw comes into third base. And moving up, Grant Mullins after the hit. And that run will be charged to Ryan Soudan. He is guilty. Uh, guilty. He is uh, allowed all 12 runs. I wouldn't say guilty. That's not the right uh, well, right yeah. wording. <laughs> another RBI for uh, Cooper Kekak there. Another single for Cooper. He's got three singles here today. And he's also been on base. He's scored three times. He's had a pretty good productive day as well. I'm going to bring up Job Smith, who is one for one with two walks, two runs scored. He singled in the first, and with runners at first and second, he's ahead in the count 1-0. and Final line score for Ryan Souden, 91 pitches in three and two-thirds innings, nine hits, 12 runs, and he's still responsible for Grant Mullins at second. As the 1-0 finds the strike zone to Smith, 1-1. One one. Five strikeouts for Souden, four walks, and a hit batter. And we'll get our second mound visit between pitcher and catcher and two batters. Again, it is Ethan Marler pitching. He comes in from center field. I beg your pardon. It is Garrett Marler, the shortstop pitching. And Blake Terry Brakefield may have just moved over to shortstop. Yeah, he's over at shortstop now with a left-handed third baseman, Ryan Souden. This one popped up past the infield, going back to shortstop. Coming in, though, the center fielder, that's Ethan Marler still, and he'll make the catch. And that'll do it for the bottom of the fourth inning the Raiders score six in the inning it's 12 to 4 North County as we head to the fifth and Fredericktown has one two three to up Garrett Marlin, Xander Stevens and Ryan South that's next on KFMO Wade's Auto Service is a locally owned and operated full service shop and wants to be your first choice for all your auto repair needs. To schedule an appointment, call 573-664-1302. Wade's Auto Service in Farmington is a proud sponsor of high school sports. Gilster Mary Lee Corporation is hiring CDL drivers for their growing private and busy fleet in southeast Missouri. They'll train those without experience and continue to hire qualified drivers year-round. Gilster has dropped the age to 18 for local drivers and they'll pay for training. Drivers are home weekly, and benefits include vacation and major medical and prescription insurance. You'll also have access to the company store for discounted grocery shopping. Call Mike Welker at 800-851-5371. Congratulations, you're having a little girl. At that moment, everything changed. Our hopes and dreams for ourselves were instantly replaced by our hopes and dreams for her. We got life insurance policies from Shelter Insurance so that regardless of what life throws at us, we'll still be able to provide the world to her. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. Find out how J.J. Vickers can help you with your auto, home, and life needs. 573-358-3674. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by American Family Insurance Agent Harry Peterson in Farmington, Bryant Restoration in Bonterre, Mineral Area Overhead Door in Park Hills, and CarSmart of Farmington. To the fifth inning we go. Garrett Marler, Xander Stevens, Ryan Southern do up for Fredericktown. They scored two in the first to take the lead. North County answered with two in the bottom half, then scored four in the second to take the lead at 6-2. to two. Before in the third inning, Fredericktown scored two more, and again it was Garrett Marler and Xander Stevens leading things off and scoring to make it 6-4. Well, Fred, uh, North County had the answer with six runs on the bottom of the fourth inning. It's 12-4 and a 1-0 count outside 2-0. 
to Garrett Marlow. That game reset brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Your local Shelter Insurance agents, Dave and Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance in Park Hills and J.J. Vickers Insurance Agency in Bonterre. We're your shield. We're your shelter. Your local Shelter Insurance agents. And a 3-0 count to Garrett Marlow. And you got to wonder, too, if uh, maybe Pipkin sat down for a little bit too long. And it's a four-pitch walk to lead things off for Garrett Marler. And every time he's been on base, he has scored. And he's reached for the third time. I mean, you love to see your team get 11 runs, or as this case now, 12 after that last inning. You like to see that, but at the same time, you got to look up and think, okay, uh, he's been sitting on the bench for a while, so that arm's getting a little cold. He may have to warm up a little bit as he's uh, pitching as well. Pitch to Stevens in the dirt. Xander Stevens won for two today. Singled and scored in the first, reached an error and scored in the third. He's ahead 1-0 here from the stretch. The pitch from Pipkin. Well, I, I think that would have been ball two, Glenn, and Stevens just fouls it off. Well, sometimes, like I said, you go after a pitch thinking, okay, He's got to come to me because he's uh, thrown two or three consecutive balls. And sometimes when that ball leaves his hands, you think that's the one you got to go after. They're through five innings at wilson Rozier. Central leads Farmington 8 nothing as the 1-1 misses. 2-1. and one. And girl soccer as the 2-1 misses outside. 3-1. and one. Cape Notre Dame leads Fredericktown on the girls' soccer side 2-0. As Pipkin comes set and deals. Oh, chasing ball four with Stevens to make it 3-2 and two, as that one was above his eyes. He was looking for something there in particular. thought he got it. It was a, like a, a little bit of a fat pitch there, and he went after it and uh, did not get it. It's almost like he was thinking curveball. Now the payoff pitch, 3-2, and two, up the middle. That'll be a base hit. And that'll move the runner at first base. That was Marler up to second and two on with nobody out for Ryan Souden, who in the first inning in this situation put down a sack bunt. Souden 0 for 1 today. Grounded out to the uh, first baseman of the third. Sorry, Glenn. No, you're fine. Last uh, last couple of days have been uh, just absolutely beautiful weather. And a, uh, a side note with that, uh, all the dust you can eat. Yes. The first pitch to Souden off the plate for a ball. Souden a lefty. Something I we I really haven't seen since Chris McLean left North County. He would water the dirt before the games. It's not something you see a lot at the high school level. As this one's raked into right field, that'll get down for a hit and could score Marler, but the throw comes in quickly and the bases will be loaded as it'll bring Ethan Marler to the plate. Well, I think right now as you look at Pipkin pitching First three batters have reached. First one on a four-pitch walk. The next one run the count full and then gives up a line drive base hit. And then a second-pitch line drive base hit to right field. And uh, Pipkin's struggling right now, and I think he's trying to find himself again. Maybe pitching from the stretch will help him a bit here with the bases loaded. First pitch off the catcher. Gets away. Late break by the runner at third as he waited till that got all the way to the backstop. And then he put the brakes on and went back. A 1-0 count as Pipkin working from the windup. Nobody working in the Raider bullpen, but with a 12-4 score, why not let Pipkin go out there and get himself out of it? 
Yeah, he's uh, got a little bit of leeway here. You don't want to give up a big fly right here, but you do have a little bit of, of a chance to uh, get out of this. The 1-0 on the ground, no dive from the third baseman. Uh, Krebs couldn't get it, and that'll be an RBI single, as it was well out of the reach of Krebs, even if he would have dove. And Ethan Marler picks up his third RBI of the game and his second hit. And I thought when the ball was hit, I thought, okay, here's a ground ball to third that's going to be at least one out, but uh, it just was hit a little bit too sharp for Krebs to get to it, so it uh, goes into left field. He's kind of smiling about it because I think he wanted to get a better jump on it, but just didn't. And we will have a pitching change out of the game comes Tyler Pipkin, still in line for those three hitters. And we do see somebody coming off the North County bench, Michael Huff, walking towards the mound. And it looks like, is he going to be the new pitcher or is he going out to the outfield? Well, we will sort things out when we come back and get the final line score on Tyler Pipkin. We've played a... Full four innings, half of the fifth, and we're in the fifth, uh, the bottom, or half of a full four innings, and we're into the fifth inning as Fredericktown going to have their fifth batter coming to the plate when we come back. New pitcher coming up, it's Joe Smith on the hill for the, uh, for the uh, Raiders. Graphic Options is our area's custom t-shirt and apparel manufacturer. Located at 120 West Pine in Farmington, Graphic Options offers a wide selection of options, including vinyl, screen print, embroidery, and more. Graphic Options in Farmington, a proud sponsor of high school sports. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. Find the award-winning service you need with the Haggerty Agency in Park Hills. It's back. What's back, Charlotte? I'm not going back to work. No, silly. The Pretzel Crust Pizza at Little Caesars. Ah, so customers can once again enjoy our pretzel crust topped with creamy cheddar cheese and loaded pepperoni. Yum. Yep, and it's every day, hot and ready from 4 to 8 for only $6.99. So try one today. Charlotte, I say pretzel, you say... Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge. Oh, well, at least it's back. To make a positive difference in our community, this is the mission statement of Prairie Farms Dairy in Park Hills. Branch manager David Parmley and his staff are proud to be a part of the different communities that they serve. Their employees supply fresh milk and dairy products to local grocery stores and markets that they, too, shop at. They are proud to support our local communities where they live, work, and raise their families. Prairie Farms Dairy in Park Hills. Fifth inning, Job Smith, the new pitcher. And he nearly puts one in the ear of Easton Wood with the bases loaded. Wood had to duck out of the way of it, 1-0. Final line score for Tyler Pipkin. He went four innings, 87 pitches. Off speed, just missed high, 2-0 from Job Smith. as He allows five runs on seven hits, but he is responsible for all three runners on base, two strikeouts, and he walked one as this one's hopped to the third baseman but foul. And the new fielding alignment for North County, Michael Huff comes on to shortstop. Tyler Pipkin moves over to first base. Brian Brewster takes a seat. 2-1 count. 
Well, if you're North County here, you just want to get this thing done. It's 12-5 right now. You still got a good lead, but you don't want to see Fredericktown chipping away even here in the fifth inning. Pipkin walked one and hit one as well as the 2-1 fouled off once more at the plate. Two balls, two strikes with nobody out and the bases loaded. It is 12-5 North County as the Raiders lead. I guess to add to our story, you think it's going to be a pitcher's duel. Well, now here we are in the fifth inning. Both starting pitchers are out of it. The 2-2 high taken for a ball. On deck, Kobe Wood. He's the first baseman for Fredericktown. The catcher, Easton Wood, bats with a full count and the bases loaded. And the pitch. That's ball four. It missed inside. And that'll bring a run in. And that will be the sixth run charged to Tyler Pipkin. And an RBI for Easton Wood. And that brings up Kobe Wood. Seems like every time we've looked up for both pitchers, the bases have been loaded. First pitch to Kobe Wood on the inside part of the plate called a strike, and he kind of peeks back at Steve Black, the umpire, and he's behind 0-1. Off-speed pitch misses outside and low, 1-1. Joe Smith, he's got a little more pop behind his pitches than Tyler Pipkin had, but I think Pipkin had the command, especially early on in the game, the 1-1. Off-speed pitch low for a ball. This is kind of a game of, uh, you know, making your own mistakes here for both sides of the uh, diamond. The 2-1 fouled off at the plate, 2-2, two two, as that one got a piece of Zach Metter, the catcher. A situation where Job Smith lost Easton Wood in a 2-2 two two count. Smith working from the windup with the bases loaded, and nobody out in the inning. Solid crowd here at Raider Field. The 2-2 on the ground. Could be two. Quickly off of the hill comes Job Smith, and they will only get one. So it'll be an RBI ground out for Kobe Wood and the seventh run in the game charged to Tyler Pipkin. And I think Job might have turned two had he not stumbled when he came off the mound. He was kind of falling towards the first base bag. The ball was hit up the middle. It almost got over his head, but uh, he stumbled just a bit, was happy to just... You know, catch the ball and throw the guy out at first. And that'll bring up McCoy Clark. Swings and misses at the first pitch, 0-1. And I don't mind that play, especially since he tripped off the mound. Get the sure out in front of you, the 0-1. Oh, man, he just made McCoy Clark look silly as the catcher can't find the ball and it gets away. And that will be the eighth run charged to Tyler Pipkin, but it won't be earned as obviously, one, he's not pitching, and two, that got to the backstop on a pass ball, or a wild pitch, rather. And the other runner advances down to third base. So he came in with the bases loaded. Only one runner on base right now. But so far, Job Smith has only got one out. And the lead has been cut to four. Oh, two called strike three. McCoy Clark down on strikes. Looking first strikeout for Job Smith. Two outs in the inning. And Mason Proffer stands in. So you've had a walk, a base hit, another base hit, a third base hit. And then you got another a walk. And then a ground out that drove in a run. You've got a pass ball that drove in a run here. So uh, a lot of runs scored again. Another uh, big inning for uh, Fredericktown. Four runs on the board so far here in the fifth, but they still trail by four. Ground ball up the middle. Going to be a tough play for anybody to make. The shortstop and second baseman both come to it. Can't get it in an RBI single, and that 
The first run charged to Job Smith, and look at this, a 12-9 game, a five-run inning for Fredericktown. And you know what? I think Job Smith had a little bit of a chance to get to that ball, but I think he thought it was going to be right towards uh, the shortstop, and it really just snuck up the middle and went into center field, and that's a big two-out RBI there. And Blake Terry Brakefield will come up. High hop played by the shortstop Huff over to first, and that'll do it for the inning. Five runs come to the plate for Fredericktown. Instead of needing just three runs to end it for North County, now they need a whole host. They need seven runs. It's 12-9 to and uh, Fredericktown coming back out to the field trying to stop North County and come back to that quickly. 12-9 to North County over Fredericktown. Okay, at the moment. When your home or business is damaged from a fire or flooding, call Bryant Restoration, 366-6351. Locally owned and operated by Reggie Avishan on Benham Street in Bon Terre. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Bryant Restoration. At Ozarks Federal Savings and Loan, our community loan program is designed for skilled essential workers and professionals. This program offers these individuals low to no money down home loans. So if you are a medical or dental professional or a community hero, call or stop by any of our Ozarks Federal locations to find out more. At Ozarks Federal, we know our customers by name. We want you to love us as much as we love our communities. Always loyal, always local. Ozarks Federal, the homeowners bank. OFSL.bank, equal housing lender, member FDIC. You know Mineral Area Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978, but we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit MineralAreaDoor.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at MineralAreaDoor.com. Serving you since 1978. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the parkland, Ozark Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington, Boyd & Associates in Farmington, and the Kimber Monroe Law Office in Farmington. Bottom of the fifth inning. Trenton Kreps, Zane Huff, Tyler Pipkin all do up in this inning. On the hill, Garrett Marler. And he works from the windup, the righty. Kreps, one for two in this one, and he'll line this one off of Souden at third, but there's still plenty of time. Souden, though, can't handle it, and that'll be an infield single to lead things off here in the fifth inning. Well, it seems like neither one of these teams want to quit hitting. They're hitting the ball pretty hard. They're doing a lot here, but uh, neither team getting the defense nor the pitching they thought they were going to get today, and that's why we have a 12-9 score. Zane Huff stands in. He singled in the first, had an RBI, doubled in the second, struck out in the fourth. One more crooked number for North County than Fredericktown. That's the difference in the game. Runner goes, the throw down, looks good. The tag, they got him. A good throw from the catcher, a strike to second by Easton Wood, and a good play by Blake Terry Brakefield at short to get the out. And you know what? When he started to throw that ball from home plate, I thought there's no chance they're going to catch him. But he made a great throw, put it on a good spot. Brakefield did a great job of scooping it up and putting the tag down quickly, and that's why they got him out at second base. 0-1 count to the lefty Zane Huff. The pitch high for ball one. And 
as with nobody on base working from the stretch is Garrett Marler. The 1-1, this one poked to right field by the lunging Zane Huff, and it'll be in there for a base hit, his third of the game. That's the way things go from time to time. You get a hit, you get caught stealing, the next guy gets a base hit. So uh, that's the different breaks of a ball game. That guy uh, at second base steals that bag, we might be looking at another run. And that'll bring up Tyler Pipkin. He's one for three today. Reached on a fielder's choice in the first. Two RBI single in the fourth. Check on the runner back at first base, but Huff back safely. Garrett Marler having a hard time catching the ball out there at uh, on the pitching rubber. As he got it back from first base, tried to flip it in the air. It flipped off of his glove and rolled away from it. Marler sporting the basketball-style face mask over his nose and face. Another check on the runner and Huff back safely. Took a pitch right to the bridge of his nose back in the wood bat tournament. Left the game because he broke his nose. Came back later in the game and re-entered. As he comes set, the pitch to Pipkin, high for a ball. You don't normally see baseball players break their nose and re-enter the game. That's more of something you see from the hockey side of things. Usually baseball players, basketball players, if they uh, get a hangnail, they're out for the season. Here's a fly ball to right field. McCoy Clark on his horse going back. It's over his head. Going to hop to the wall and bounce twice. Pipkin around first. He's looking for a double. Coming into third and standing up. Now the throw gets away. The throw into the plate. The tag is not applied as the diving Zane Huff scores from first base on the RBI triple for Tyler Pipkin. That ball, I think, just kind of faked out McCoy Clark because he was running toward it, and then he noticed it was headed back the other way away from him, and it got over his shoulder, hit the wall, and like you said, it hit two times before he hit the wall, and that slowed it down, made it drop right there at the uh, base of the wall, and that gave uh, the runner a chance to score all the way from first. Could have been a close play at home play, but uh, just a little bit too much speed there for North County. He's put another run on the board. Raiders now lead 13-9. Jack Buck used to say the old 13-run pool is gone right now. Tim Exton stands in ahead in the count 1-0 as that pitch was behind him. It's a shame. There were two broadcasters from St. Louis that I wish I was able to listen to as the 1-0 off-speed lifted towards the right fielder again. McCoy Clark coming in. He'll make the catch, tagging Pipkin. The throw to the plate. It's offline. Hops and goes to the backstop. It'll be a sack fly for Tim Exton as Tyler Pipkin scores. And it's a 14-9 game, and North County needs five runs to end it in this inning. But there are two outs. Jack Buck for the Cardinals. Wish I could have listened to him do some games. And Ken Wilson for the Blues. Yep. My dad talks about Ken Wilson all the time. I listen to his highlights, and, you know, it sounds good, but wish I could have listened to it live. Or not live, but as it was happening. Well, you know, Ken Wilson used to be a partner with the former owner of KFMO and uh, owner of the River City Rascals. I did not know that. Yeah. 1-0 pitch to Jack Moore, low 2-0. ML Steinmetz was the owner of the uh, radio station for many years. And uh, ML and Kenny Wilson were good buddies, and they had uh, a, um, I guess, a stake, both of them, in the Rascals. 
Ground ball. Whoa, look out over there at shortstop as that one just took a wild hop over the shortstop, Blake Terry Brakefield, and that'll be a two-out single for Jack Moore. And I'll tell you this, this will make you mad, but uh, I've actually had a chance, albeit on the phone, to talk to Jack Buck years ago doing a uh, telethon in this area. It was one of those things where he would call in and make a pledge, and I don't think it was a Labor Day thing, but, uh, yeah, he called and did some promos. So I had an opportunity to talk to him and both, uh, both he and Dan Deardorff that day. And I can't tell you the story I tell you about Dan Deardorff because it's funny, but it's not suitable for air. Ooh. <laughs> Brian Brewster was due up in this spot. Instead, it is Michael Huff who entered the game back in the fifth inning, the top of the inning, as the 1-0 pitch to him is right there for a strike. And stealing second base, the throw. They got him. A delayed steal by Jack Moore. Read perfectly by Easton Wood, and that'll do it for the home half of the fifth inning. 14-9 is the score. We head to the sixth. The Raiders leading the Black Cats, but it's 1-2-3-2 up for Fredericktown when we come back on KFMO. To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats. Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy, fresh frozen custard and your favorite mix-ins. We handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. From caramel to your favorite candies like Butterfinger. Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. Today's tax laws are complicated. A relatively simple return can be confusing. It is easy to overlook deductions to which you are entitled. Hi, I'm John Boyd with Boyd & Associates in Farmington. Accounting is what we do best. We are professional, experienced, affordable, and offer a broad range of services for business owners, executives, and independent professionals. We turn complicated matters into simple concepts. Find us online at boyd-cpa.com. Boyd & Associates, we are proud supporters of high school sports. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted, your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Gilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. Oh, look out, Garrett Marlorette, the count 1-0, and that pitch goes behind him. Two balls, no strikes. He led off the fifth inning and walked and came around to score. He's one for one today, hit by a pitch in the first, triple in the third, walk in the fifth. He scored every time. The 2-0 make it 3-0. Well, if you're Job Smith, you don't want to give any more base runners. You've got a uh, five-run lead right now. 3-0, and that hit Garrett Marler. And he'll be on base for the second time with a hit by pitch and fourth time overall. And Xander Stevens will bat. Stevens has a home run this season, 14 RBI, leading the team in that category. 
Six extra base hits as well coming in. And his average at 417 currently will go up. A check swing. The ball gets away on the wild pitch. And moving up to second is Marler. And they asked the field umpire if he went, and he says he doesn't go. And so the count's one ball, no strikes. Yeah, it's a little bit difficult to tell on that from our angle even as well. And the uh, catcher himself is pretty mad at himself for not blocking that one. 1-0 count, the pitch. Off speed, drops there at the base of the strike zone, 1-1. One and one. Job came into this ballgame last inning and inherited the bases loaded. He was only responsible, I believe, for one run out of that mess, but uh, still five came across the plate in that inning. The 1-1 misses, ball two. They are through six, probably nearing finality over in Wilson-Roser and Farmington as the Rebels were leading Farmington 8-0 at last check as the 2-1 misses inside 3-1. Now if you're Xander Stevens, a 3-1 count, he's having a hard time with control Do you swing. He does swing, grounds it to the shortstop, played on a couple hops by Huff over to first, even with the speed from Stevens, they get the runner, but or get the hitter rather, but Marler moves up to third on the productive ground out. Well, Huff seems to have a pretty good arm over there, and he took a little bit of time, and he got that, like you said, with a very speedy and also long-legged Xander Stevens. So he covers a lot of ground with each stride, and uh, Huff took his time and got the uh, the out that he needed at first. Runner moves up to third. A big run out there for Fredericktown. Pitch at the knees called a strike to Stout, and he's behind 0-1-1. They are into the seventh inning in St. Genevieve, and the Dragons lead Potosi 3-2. The 0-1 pitch off speed just missed. One ball, one strike. And they are starting, or they're in the second half, rather. Girls soccer, Fredericktown and Cape Notre Dame, and the Bulldogs lead it 2-0. Out-of-town scoreboard check, courtesy of Mineral Area Overhead Door at 1020 Woodlawn Drive, just north of Farmington, providing over 40 years of great service to their customers. Visit them at mineralareadoor.com. The 2-1 fouled off. We've talked about the Battle Hawks. We've talked about the Cardinals. Uh, I don't think we've talked about the Blues any, but uh, not much out to talk season. about. What yeah. about the Toronto Maple Leafs last night? And coming back from four to one with uh, ten minutes left in the third, the two-two pitch here outside full count. Did you see the quote from Ryan O'Reilly? I did. I did. Nervous? Miss, I look nervous. Miss Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll come back in the off season. The three-two. And that'll be a four-pitch walk. The pitch gets away, though, but right there is Zach Metter to get to it in time to keep the runner at third base. And runners are at the corners. The other thing I saw the other night was great about uh, Ryan O'Reilly was uh, down in uh, Tampa. I think it was in between periods when uh, the big rig was poking him with his stick. Yes, stick. yeah. <laughs> Miss, Miss Patrick, pa, Pat Maroon as yeah. well. A couple of them, uh, former teammates, just poking at each other, and O'Reilly wasn't having any of it. He was just looking off into the distance. 14-9 the score, North County with the advantage. The pitch, low and a good block by the catcher, Zach Metter. And the count's 1-0. We probably just planted another commercial. That's probably what it was. <laughs> hey, what if we do this on the next commercial? We do this, and then we can get Ric Flair to do that. Yeah. The 1-0. And that one's in there for a strike. One ball, one strike. 
as Ethan Marler is at the plate. He's two for three today, two RBI on a double, an RBI single in the fifth, and he flew out in the third, and he's ahead in the count two and one. Well, Job's not having really any success with most of his pitches. He's uh, up high with the off-speed stuff, and he's down too low with the uh, fast stuff. The 2-1 pitch, off-speed, found the strike zone. Marler laid off of it, two balls, two strikes, with two on and one away. On deck, Easton Wood. Job Smith comes set. The 2-2. On the ground at the shortstop, this could be two. Huff tosses it to second for one, over to first, not in time. And a run will score, so there are two out, but Marler won't be awarded the RBI. And that'll bring up Easton Wood with two outs and a runner at first base. Wood on the day, one for two. Walked and scored in the fifth. Picked up an RBI in that inning as well. As the pitch misses low for a ball. And another good block by the catcher, Metter. Pitch, swung at and missed. The throw down to second as the runner goes. Not in time. A stolen base for Ethan Marler. Could be a big run out there at second base right now. Opportunity for Fredericktown to maybe claw a little bit further back into this one. The 1-1, another off-speed pitch in the zone for a strike. And and Job Smith has that curveball popping today. Popping, snapping, hooking, dropping, whatever you want to say. With two outs, the one-two. Foul off with the curveball. Easton Wood stays with it. We'll redo the count. Felt like when he first came into the ball game, he really didn't have a lot of control over either pitch. But as this inning has gone along, it looks like he has really gained mastery of that off-speed curveball there. So let's see if he comes back with it again. One-two in the air to left field. Going again at Zane Huff. It's going back. He will get to it in the gap, and that'll do it. For the sixth inning, we head to the bottom of the sixth. It's 14 to 10. North County seeing their lead fall to four, but they come to bat here. It'll be 8 9 1. Two up for the Raiders who lead the Black Hats on the Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of local high school sports on KFMO. Call financial advisors John Brown or Madison Brown in Farmington at 573-756-9002 for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member FDIC. Hi folks, this is Randy Holsey at Flooring Systems. High school sports teaches many lessons that last a lifetime. And that's why we are proud to be a part of high school athletics in the parkland. Stop by or call 573-760-1461. We're Flooring Systems of Farmington. A name you can stand on. Replanning a funeral is very personal. Whether it's special music or a favorite poem, each person has their own wishes. At Cozine Memorial Chapel, we're here to help you express those wishes. Proud to be a part of high school sports, Cozine Memorial Chapel and Crematorium, 217 West Columbia in Farmington. McCary Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like... Dale Mosier Auto Body. 
Consider it done, consider it done right. When you need repair, there's no need to despair. Dale Mosier does it all for you. If you need the best, then put us to the test. Dale Mosier Auto Body. And Unlimited Auto Body in Potosi, where experience counts. Remember, you have the right to choose who does your repairs, so count on Unlimited Auto Body for full body repair or full body paint and custom graphics. Unlimited Auto Body, located at 109 Missouri Street in Potosi. LeCarrie Auto Body Supply is proud to support your hometown repair shops. Bottom of the sixth inning. Michael Huff leading things off. His first at bat in the fifth was cut short because of a runner caught stealing, and he's behind 0-1-1. The pitch... Garrett Marler, off-speed low in the dirt, one ball, one strike. Checking the out-of-town scoreboard, courtesy of Mineral Area Overhead Door and the Central Rebels, the MAAA regular season large school champions as they beat Farmington 8-0, the 1-1. Pitch on the outside part of the plate, call the strike. Raider faithful not happy, and it's 1-2. The Rebels beat Farmington 8-0. Case and Murphy with a complete game shutout, 15 strikeouts in the game, the 1-2. Curveball in the dirt, two balls, two strikes. Kendall Horton and Barrett Henson at the plate at two hits each and two RBI. As Garrett Marler works from the windup, the 2-2. Called strike three, a late call from home plate umpire Steve Black at the knees and down on strikes looking. Michael Huff and Grant Mullins will stand in with one away. Yeah, he kind of peers into the North County dugout just a bit. Somebody was giving him a little jaw over there. And, you know, earlier in the game we had uh, a couple of fans yelling at each other. And uh, so we had a couple of times where the home plate umpire said, hey, I need you to get these guys to calm down. And so far uh, they've done a good job of that. But uh, that time he did not please the North County faithful. And that pitch gets Grant Mullins. He'll work his way to first base on the hit batter. And we'll go back to the top of the order for Cooper Kikak with the runner on and one out. You know, that home plate umpire thing is a very tough thing, and uh, I, I've only done it once in my entire life. I was the home plate umpire for a fast-pitch girls softball, like a Ooh, summer no league thanks. game. No thanks. No thanks. Yeah, they, they talked me into it, and I got over there and did this, and the cool thing was is the catcher was a girl that was a good friend of, you know, her family and my family were good friends, and uh, now the home plate umpire is talking about talking to the uh, batter. Telling Cooper, Cooper Kikak he's too close to the plate. Yeah. He still gets right on the plate, as you can't see the uh, markings here anymore on the field. And he takes ball one in the dirt. But I was, uh, she was the catcher and one of the better athletes on the team. And uh, I always tell the story that uh, you know, late in the game, she came up in a key situation, runners in scoring position. She was batting, and on a 3-2 pitch, she took a very good pitch. I mean, a pitch that could not have been called anything but a strike right down the middle of the plate, and I called it strike three. She was mad at me the rest of that game. I bet I got hit about 15 times on the foot <laughs> from quote-unquote stray pitches. Here's one right down the middle. Oh, no, it was <laughs> the 1-0 off-speed called a strike. Cooper Kikak didn't like it. And it takes a look back at the umpire. The count's one and one. Cooper's had a big day today, a couple of hits. It's uh, actually, three hits. He's had uh, been on base four times, scored three runs, driven in a run. 1-1, one, one, runner goes. He'll swing and miss. The throw down, not in time. That'll be a stolen base as Grant Mullins reaches. And was it just me or was the umpire signaling a foul ball into the catcher's mitt? 
a one and two count. Made some kind of a motion there, but obviously it's not a uh, foul ball. Because the runner would have to go back to first. Yeah. He's standing at second base on the stolen bag by Grant Mullins. A one-two count. The pitch. Kikak lifts this one in the air to center field on charging Ethan Marler, the center fielder. He'll catch it on the fly, and Cooper Kikak will be retired for the first time in this game. Now make him 3-4-4 four, four as he flies out there. Well, I was about ready to say, if he winds up getting a base hit at an RBI, he may just be getting some pizza when the game is over because uh, we've got a couple of candidates in this game for both of them, both Fredericktown and North County. We'll just have to see who goes away with the pizza after the game. Well, Grant thought about going. Now he will on a delayed steal. The throw to third of the strike is called. The tag gets away from the third baseman, and safely stealing third is Mullins, and he'll score. And that'll make it a 15-10 game. So I don't know. Are you going to call that a uh, stolen I'm, base? Yeah, I'm not calling it an error. I was going to say uh, the stolen base itself, but, uh, you know, the ball got away simply because the ball was thrown in the dirt and he kicked the ball as he was sliding in. So it wasn't really a thing where somebody missed a throw or missed a play at third base. It just uh, hit the runner and it was gone. 15-10 score, 1-1 is the count. North County with the advantage. The pitch to Job Smith high for a ball, 2-1. Smith has walked twice and scored. He also singled in the first and popped out in the fifth. As we're in the bottom of the sixth inning. It'll be 6-7-8 due up for Fredericktown in the bottom half. And they need five runs currently to at least get it to a bottom of the seventh. As that pitch misses for a ball, 3-1. and one. The 3-1 pitch. Ooh, just missed. I don't know where that one missed. Job Smith works a walk with two outs. And Trenton Kreps will come to bat. Feels like every time North County has come to the plate in this game, somebody has been on base. It just, you know, every time you look up, somebody's at first, somebody's at second, bases are loaded, and they've done a good job of driving in those runs when they've had the opportunities to do that. Marler comes sent, the first pitch to Krebs. He'll knuckle this one to the second baseman on a hop. He'll play it with the snag and get it over to first. And that'll do it for the sixth inning. We head to the seventh, 15-10, North County leads. And with three outs, they will finish second in the conference regular season play. It's 15-10. At Ledco Community Credit Union, the mobile app makes it easier than ever to handle all of your daily banking needs. Designed to be intuitive and simple to use, the app offers you access to a wide range of popular features, including account balance and transfer, transfers between Ledco accounts, schedule, manage and pay bills, as well as mobile deposit capture. See their website for download instructions. The staff at Ledco Community Credit Union can make your life easier and more convenient. And they're proud to sponsor high school sports online. You can hear award-winning high school sports broadcasts on your computer or your iPad. Or you can download the KFMO radio app and have high school sports on any mobile device. Brought to you by KFMO and our partners at Ledco Community Credit Union. Visit us online at ledco.org or visit both of our branches, one in Park Hills, one in Farmington. Ledco Community Credit Union.
The St. Francis County Community Partnership is a proud supporter of local high school sports, and they remind you to stay alcohol and drug-free for your best possible performance. The St. Francis County Community Partnership, adding value, bringing hope, online at sfccp.org. Curtis Glass Center of Park Hill, serving the Parkland area since 1978 for your auto, home, or business, is the only local glass shop that offers in-house calibrations on foreign and domestic windshields. Curtis Glass Center is your choice for windshield replacement or repair, custom flat or tempered glass or home window repair, and the best customer service. Don't trust your glass to anyone else. Curtis Glass Center, 601 Main Street in Park Hills, or call 573-431-5616. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Belgrade State Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, and Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Farmington. Kobe Wood leads things off here in the seventh. Then he's ahead in the count 1-0 as the curveball misses outside. Joe Smith still on the hill for the Cardinal. Uh, gosh, that's the second time I've done this. For the Raiders, this is not the major leagues, Jared. Come on. The 1-0 at the knees called a strike. 1-1. One one. Jared Pettis, Glenn Berry, Eli Young back at the studio. Well, you're used to doing Cardinal basketball and Cardinal volleyball. I mean, whatever else can be done. So uh, yeah. I haven't done a Cardinal baseball game, though. That's the <laughs> problem. I don't know I don't know where this is coming from. Wind blowing in from left center field and a 1-1 one, one count to Kobe Wood. Job Smith from the windup. Off speed, misses high, 2-1. I think if you're Job Smith in this inning, you got to look at where you're at. You're on the uh, number six hitter right now. you got seven, eight, nine behind them. So you don't want to really give them any extra opportunities by walking. You want to make them go after you. And these are hitters, Glenn, that have combined to go just one for 12 in the game. And now that went in there for a strike, two and two. And Kobe Wood settles back into the box from the windup. A late time called as Joe Smith was already in his windup. Yeah, you want to – I think on this batter right here, you're looking at number six – and uh, you would tend to think he was a better hitter than maybe the seven, eight, nine guys. So you really want to come after him. 2-2, two, two, off speed. Whew. I don't know where that one missed, and it's 3-2. and two. Off speed pitch. Looked like it was right down the middle. The umpire says it missed outside. Because the worst thing that Kobe Wood can do is make it a four-run lead for North County. The 3-2, outside again, ball four. And with the runner at first base, the double play in order. McCoy Clark due up. He is grounded out in the fourth, reached on an error in the second, struck out looking in the fifth. And we'll get a pinch runner over at first base. Looks like number 11, and uh, yeah, looks like Riggin. Job Smith to the rubber from the stretch this time. It is Grayson Sebastian as the throw over, not in time, and the pitch called a strike. The 0 1 off speed out in front of that one. Oh, my apologies. You were correct, Glenn. I don't have a first name, though, because it's not on their full roster. It is Brayson Reagan. Okay. I was going to go with Brian Reagan because it's the comedian. The 0-2, (laughs) high and inside. One ball, two strikes to McCoy Clark. 
These are three batters that you're going to want to get out before the top of the order comes up with your lead only at five runs, 15 to 10. The 1-2 lifted in the air towards right field. The second baseman, Jack Moore, going on, and the right fielder, Cooper Kiket, coming way in, and he'll make the catch. One away. That was a good job by Cooper Kekak. He just came in, found the ball, called off the second baseman quickly. That's his ball to play, and he puts away that first out. And that's a big out because you start something going down here at the bottom of the order. Like you said, you want to keep from getting to the top of the order if you're the North County Raiders. That'll bring up Mason Proffer in. He'll watch a curveball dip into the zone. 0-1-1, and get this, Glenn. St. Genevieve led entering the seventh inning 3-2. to two. Potosi scores five in the top of the seventh as this one's popped up and out of play behind us, 0-1-2. Potosi scores five runs with two outs in the top of the seventh, then get three outs in the bottom and win 7-3. <laughs> the Trojans get their first conference regular season win of the season, and it comes on the last day of conference play. The 0-2, swing and a miss, strike three, and Frederick Towns down to their final. Speaking of weird endings, did you see the minor league game a couple of weeks ago where the team no-hit the other team and lost? I did see that. Oh, was it like 7-5, to five, the final score? I, I believe I believe <laughs> that's what the score was. Somebody uh, posted the actual play-by-play of that uh, last inning. They were like, you got to be kidding me. First pitch to Blake Terry Brakefield. He's 0-3 today. Now he's behind 0-1-1. It, it was a complete game, no-hitter. And they lost 7-5. to five. Big lead over there at first base for the runner for Wood. That is Reagan. Job Smith will step off. As that was a very, very big lead. That was at least six or seven steps. The 0-1 at the knees called strike two. And Fredericktown down to their final strike. And I don't know if you heard Joby Sykes, but uh, he was looking at his runner at first going, relax over there. You don't want to get picked off to end the game. The 0-2 high for ball one. Don't want to get into a situation where Colton Wong was in 2013 in a World Series game. Mm-hmm. Although this is just a regular season high school game. The 1-2 up on a hop to the second baseman. Played by Moore over to first. And that'll do it. The Raiders win it. 15-10 the final score. And we head to the Bill Bass American Family Insurance postgame show as the Raiders improved to 5-6 and six on the season and 4-1 and one in conference play, Fredericktown falls to 7-7 seven and 1-5, seven and and or I beg your pardon, 2-3 and three as we head to the Bill Best American Family Insurance postgame show. 15-10 North County on KFMO postgame show next after these messages. 